Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 349 for Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? You guys having the best day ever, best week ever? Is existence just crushing it for you? I hope it is. And what is this wacky thing you've tuned into, the One Man Podcast? Well, it is me, comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you what's going on with me personally, professionally, and uh, and everything in between. And, uh, and this week, man, I'm going to tell you guys about a lot of stuff. I am in the Toronto condo right now recording. It is Tuesday afternoon about to do my first show of the week headlining this evening and, and just getting this thing out on time for you. So basically I'm going to be telling you guys about last week, how it went with, you know, hosting for Ephthemios Nasiopoulos, the headliner, my good buddy. I'm going to tell you guys about some friends that I visited, some interesting stories from the stage. Oh Yeah. Also, I have been doing a pretty goddamn good job of eating keto and staying, you know, staying good to keto. So I am going to, you know, tell you guys all about that. I had a weird nightmare last night. I'm going to tell you about that, man. I'm going to tell you about all sorts of different things. We're going to get to the show later on. I'm going to give you guys the quote of the week. I'm going to give you the word of the week. I'm going to give you my top five. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot on this episode. So I think we should just dive right the fuck in. I'm going to start off by just letting you guys know that I doing a pretty good job. You know, I'm not, it is not immaculate, right? Uh, January 1st, I'm like, I'm starting OptiFast and I'm just going to do that hard and nothing but that. I'm just, I'm just not capable. Uh, you know, guys, everything, when you're doing stuff that's like fitness and health related, there's always room for excuses. And I've never, I've never been one to like, want to lie to you guys. So when I'm not, I'm not trying to lie now, but I really truly believe that just with everything that's going on in my life right now, I just can't be starving and low energy. You know what I mean? Like food was my vice, right? Some people get stressed out and they go have a cigarette. Some people get stressed out. They smoke weed, they drink, they go shopping. And for me, my big one has always been food. I I'm stressed out and what's the quickest, fastest thing I can do. Boom. Hit myself with some dopamine for, for scarfing down something. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's, that's my thing. So I've been doing good. Generally speaking during the day. Like I, I wake up, I've been doing really good about my metrics. So let me start off by telling you guys that I seem to have brought my blood sugar down from like around seven. I'm trying to remember what it was at the beginning of the week from around seven to yesterday was 4.1. Actually my first reading, it only took a little bit of blood and I guess didn't have enough to finish. And I, I added a little bit more, more blood like a couple seconds later and it gave me 3.1. And so I did a second test and, and it was 4.1. So it'd gone up a whole point. I don't imagine it would be 3.1, but 
it was straight shoe because I was like, fuck, I, I wasted an extra strip because like it wouldn't, I just wasn't, I didn't believe that number and I'm glad I tested it again. Even though like the machine should be like not enough blood, you know, redo or some shit. It's funny that it just kind of like was just waiting for more. And then it finally, like, okay, I'm, I'll take a reading now. Give me 3.1. So that can't be correct. So now it does theoretically have me doubting my previous readings, you know, like none of them were like took some and then it needed more. So I'm, I'm sure I just fucked up in that regard, but it does lead me to believe that like, you know, even when it got enough blood to take a reading, I don't think it was 3.1. Cause again, one minute later, it was 4.1. Now 4.1, I believed it was enough came one swoop, whatever. I've already said this. I looked up, I was like, I just, I was just basically bummed out that like how much, you know, that I wasted a strip. And then I, and then I Googled like, Hey, I, I should probably buy some more of these strips. Cause even though I have some at home, Oh, got the, you guys will never hear this. That'll be an interesting story that I'll add uh, later in the show too. But yeah, the, the sirens blaring in the background of Toronto that you will never hear. You will never hear them. Anyways, I looked up what these things cost. They come in little, little jars or whatever, like half the size of a pill bottle, tiny little jar and these little strips. And they're about like 80 something dollars for a hundred of them. I believe it was like 88 or I gotta, I gotta double check. I meant to buy some earlier today when I was out and about and didn't happen, but parking, a big parking fiasco. Man, I have a lot. This could be a long episode, guys. This one that feels like it's going to be long. I'm going to try to keep it short. I'll try to try to edit out any boring shit. But for those of you like Josh, how you doing health wise? Listen, I'm going to have to, I'm going to keep tracking this every day. So every day I've been a good bitch. First thing I do is I wake up, I bring up my notebook where I, where I record all my metrics. I bring up my blood pressure checker. I bring up my, my blood sugar checker. I sit down or I start by taking my pills, right? Cause I'm a fucking, I'm in a, I'm a mess. So first things first, I got to wake up and take my, my Prevacid for my heartburn, my acid reflux. I got to take Emlodipine for my high blood pressure. And I take metformin for my diabetes, my type two, yo. And then like usually like an allergy thing. Cause I've got so much, you know, nasal congestion. Something's wrong with my son. I'm still waiting to see an ear, nose and throat, you know, person 2024, originally established that I had issues in 2021. It is now 2024, you know, free healthcare, you know, freedom isn't free, you know? So anywho, I believe I came down from like seven blood sugar to when I checked today, I think it was like 5.3. So it's, it's been up and down, but predominantly down. So from high blood sugar at the beginning of the week when I left, you know, just getting here to where I'm at now, I believe I brought it down by like two solid points my blood pressure has come down. I remember I was checking my blood pressure on like January 1st and it was like 160 over one something horrific, 110 or whatever, just bad, not fucking good. But the blood pressure is consistently down to like 130 something, like underneath, you know, the, the, the bad stuff. So yeah, like 130 over 80 something or like 130 over 90. I think I had today, like I always take three readings just because sometimes the machine's not sitting right on my arm or whatever it is. So I always take three readings and then I give myself a, an average. I should probably have written them down, but I'm so coiled up under cords and shit like that sitting in this chair that it would take me forever to dig my way out. And if you're like me, you wouldn't know exactly what those numbers mean anyways, but just know that I have brought my blood pressure down and I have brought my blood sugar down. So 
the, all of this is to say, not that you would tune in for the first time and be like, why do I give a fuck about your health numbers? Listen, this is not a health podcast. It's just what I'm doing during the day when I have not much going on. I am focused on not eating, doing my opti fast shakes. Oh, and I started using my fitness pal again. So everything I'm doing, like I wake up, I do my metrics and then I make myself a cup of coffee. Fuck the yawning. Man, it's been a hot minute since I've recorded an episode. I'm yawning already. I've been yawning all week. But in my defense, unlike just about every other time I've ever written, written, recorded this podcast, <clears throat> this is because of a low intake of calories. And I also had a nightmare last night that woke me up earlier than I wanted to get up. And then I just stayed up. So uh, again, I will tell you guys about that. <laughs> I started tracking my meals on my fitness pal. So wake up, I do my OptiFast, 225 calories. That one's easy. I know it says right on the package, scan it, pop it in there, calculates the metrics, all this fun stuff. Come on, Joshua. Come on. Come on, buddy. Don't fucking pass out. <laughs> Boy, is that what it is? I bore myself. <laughs> so. I go and I, and I bought these things courtesy of my, my, my colleague, Amanda had suggested them to me because I've seen them. I've even had them before in like, you know, your standard grocery store, you know, they've got them in like the, the juice aisle. They got these little shots. It's like a company like organic fiery turmeric or fiery ginger. The little shots are called, they're selling like 60 milliliters. They, they're on, you know, they, they, they cost like four to $6 for like 60 milliliters of juice, but it's, it's good for you, your immunity. Okay. So what I do is, you know, I, I wasn't feeling well during the holidays, you know, early in the holidays. I think I was sick in November and I got sick again in December. So I believe it was the first time I got sick. Amanda was like, Hey, you know, she's like, you should get those little turmeric ginger things. You know, they really helped me. And I was like, okay. You know, like it's a great, great, uh, great idea. She, uh, she went down to get a coffee at breakfast, came back and, and had one for me. I was like, that's amazing. Thank you so much. But she's like, yeah, I order, I order the box of them. And I was like, oh yeah, like a case. I thought it was a case of them, but it turns out that it is, you know, if I didn't mention this already, I can't remember if I did or not, but it's, it's like 21 shots of this stuff in a box, but it's like, it's like a bag. It's like a wine box. So instead of having like all bunch of little individual ones, like I remember seeing that you could buy four of them for like 1499, you know, and they were in the little, little glass tubes or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. 15 bucks for four days is, is nuts just for an immunity booster. Cause she was saying that she takes one every day, you know, when she wakes up and I was like, yeah, she's like, so I just, I just take it regardless rain or shine. This thing's good for 21 days, but it's a bag of them. So it's a bag of 60 milliliter shots. And so I, I wake up going back to my routine that I was talking about. I wake up, come out, do my metrics, blood pressure and sugar. And then I take a shot of that. I add that into my fitness pal, add the opti fast into my fitness pal. I make a cup of coffee. I'm good at right now, just doing a single cup of coffee a day. There's been a couple of days where I've gone out and had a second one in the afternoon, but you know, from, from being the guy who'd have like three, four coffees a day when I'm sitting at home and there's a coffee machine right by me that makes outstanding coffee. I'm, I'm definitely drinking less coffee now, but I put that and I put the, you know, tablespoon of cream that I put in that and throw that into my fitness pal and I've been tracking, you know, what I was doing. So I don't think a single day has gone by that I've done all four opti fasts. I drove, you know, from Toronto. I didn't, I didn't have all four. So the first day of this episode, which would have been the Wednesday, I actually woke up and I was like, I need to go to Costco and get some things that I can just put in my mouth. 
you know, dildos, strangers, that kind of thing. No, I, I previously, when I was doing OptiFast, I had success by, you know, checking what was safe. You know, I could have eggs. Uh, well, not that I could, you're not supposed to have anything. So this program, if anyone's wondering, like, what's this OptiFast shit? Like it's, you know, maybe your first time OptiFast is the milkshakes that they give you when you're, um, when you're getting gastric bypass surgery. Now I am not getting gastric by, uh, I'm not getting gastro gastric bypass surgery. The other option when you like contact is through the, it's done through the hospital. It's prescription milkshakes, which is the saddest, fattest thing I've ever said in my life. It's my prescription milkshakes. I've been drinking them. Thanks. Uh, sorry. I can't share it's prescription. I, <laughs> these, these things like they give you a three month course. All right. I did it a while back. Three month course. You, you're supposed to drink the four in a day and that's like 900 calories. So your body's effectively in a calorie deficit and they are like super low sugar. So the whole point of them is to put you into ketosis, get your body burning fat. So you're, you're sitting around, you're, you're, you know, you drink four milkshakes a day and that's it. That's, that's the system. Now I would imagine that they know people, you know, will cheat here and there. I was talking to some people who are like, oh yeah, I full blown cheated, whatever. Like they put you in a, a group. This is all stuff that's going to be on the episodes from that time period. But essentially, you know, I was like talking to the, the, the doctors and stuff and they're like, yeah, well, the whole idea is ketosis and calorie deficit. So I said to them, listen, if I'm going to go off the rails, like I asked the doctor, if I'm going to go off the rails, can I do like, instead of just being like, oh, I'm super hungry. I'm just going to order a fucking large pizza. I was like, can I, can I cheat, you know, effectively? Like, can I do, you know, instead of one of the shit, well, not even instead of one of the shakes, but I'm like, if I'm going to go off the rails, can I do like two hard boiled eggs? I know eggs are, are protein. They don't have any carbs, at least none that I'm aware of are listed in the box. And they're only 50 calories each. So I'm like, I'm only adding a hundred calories. I'm still, you know, half my calories for the day. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I did that for a while. I cheated effectively. There was times where I would cheat and I would get like five guys burgers. So like I'd get the meat patties, I'd get the bacon, no cheese. Cause the cheese I'm sure was synthetic anyways, but I'm like no cheese. And that would just be like, can I get, you know, hot sauce on that onions, pickles, like all these things that I know are keto. And then they would, you know, you get it with no bun or anything like that. You know, no ketchup. You know, you can still get mayo too. So like hot sauce and mayo is fucking bomb, but I would get that in like a little tray, a little silver tray. And then, you know, I could cut that up and you're basically just eating, you know, onions, mushrooms, bacon, whatever. Like, it's not that you're staying necessarily under calories, but if you're going to cheat or break, at least you're not breaking your body from ketosis. Cause that takes time to, to start over again. And so I've been getting, I've been getting good sleep, but I went to Costco and I'm like, I like, I'll tell you guys the saga of that. When I record those episodes, I know they're behind and they're missing, but we'll, we will get to those someday. But as it stands, that's what I did last time. And I, I decided to go back on it. I, I spoke to my doctor. I had leftover shakes from all the times that I had cheated and whatnot. And I hung on to them. I mean, he wrote me a new prescription for another three months and I have those and I'm working on them. I'm just going to keep doing it until I run out. So I went to Costco on Wednesday and I bought the Costco chicken salad. It's like usually about 14 bucks. And it's like two giants, about a kilo of chicken salad. It's already prepared. It's got onions and celery in it. It's mayo. I even double checked online again, even though I did it last time I checked again to make sure that it is effectively keto friendly. And so it is. So I bought the chicken salad. I bought some Frank's red hot because it's zero calorie and it's an awesome way to add flavor to something that's bland. So 
I, I bought the chicken salad. I fire some, you know, I take one of the scoops out, put it in a bowl, fire a bunch of fucking Franks on it and mix it all up. A bunch, I should say it's like a tablespoon, but Frank's red hot, mix it in, gives it a nice flavor. And then I eat that. And I don't remember exactly how many calories that is, but I've been logging it with my fitness pal. So it's, it's on there. That's how I can track my calories. I also bought celery and almond butter because that's keto. And I'm like, I can fucking slather some almond butter in the celery and eat that as a snack. I bought these plant-based keto friendly wraps and they were, they were okay, but it was kind of like chewing like a thin piece of rubber, like the test, not even fair to this, to the texture per se, but like it was, it was hard. It was like, I really can't think of anything off the top of my head that, that it was almost like the texture of like pasta, like, like, like just, just refrigerate. I don't know. So hard to describe guys. It was just like these really flat. You'd sort of roll them up and fold them. They wouldn't break, but just when you were eating them, they just kind of had a chewiness to them. That wasn't like your traditional tortilla or, or bun or anything like that. It just, it was odd. And they were like $12 for 10 of them. Right. So I was trying to be a good bitch and be like, okay, I'll buy these, you know, they're expensive, but Hey, maybe they're good. The, the amount of calories and stuff I was absorbing by eating them. I ate a few of them and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to take these back. Like they're too expensive. They're not, they're not, let's say scratching that itch. And at the end of the day, like eating a chicken salad wrap to add like a hundred to 200 calories for something I can't really taste. You know what I mean? Just to hold it together. I'm like, I'll just eat the two chicken salad out of a bowl and save the calories. So that's what I've been doing. I also bought unsalted mixed nuts, which were more expensive, but my guess is that by the time you're at like a almost two kilogram bag, which is what close to four or five pounds for my American listeners, by the time you've done that, I'm sure that the, the, the amount of salt missing from the unsalted ones means that there's actually more nut products was a dollar more for that bag is my guess. I can't imagine why the two bags side by side, one of them was 1799, the other one was 1899 and yet one of them you know, has no salt and it costs more. That's, that can be my only, my only guess. Hey, if you think that it's something else, send your emails, contact at one manpodcast.com. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this. So I bought, I bought them, the unsalted mixed nuts because they're, you know, they're supposed to be good fats. It's keto. I bought pickles. Pickles were like, like going to be a treat. You know what I mean? I'll just slice up a pickle, but it's like a, you know, reasonable amount of sodium that the doctor was always saying, if you have pickles, like have like one or two. I bought these really cool parm crisps that are called wisps and it's essentially just dried, you know, Parmesan cheese circle chip things, you know, can't have too many, but they are keto. So they're safe for that. Even I was watching YouTube videos ahead of time, but I'll, like a lot of the videos I found for like at home keto snacks were like shit people were making themselves. So it's like, Hey, you know, you get a, I'm like, I'm at a, I'm at a fucking condo with no equipment. I can't, I can't make anything. So I'm like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be stuff I got. So this company called like Choc Choco XOXO or something. They had these coconut cups, dark chocolate coconut cups, you know, individually wrapped and these like toffee chocolate nut, you know, chocolate square things uh, also individually wrapped. So I bought a bag of each one of those just again, like, like if I'm, if I'm feeling like, Hey, I need a, you know, hundred calorie little snack, a little, Hey, good job, Josh, you were a good bitch today. And you, you know, you're walking home from the condo and you want a little piece of chocolate to suck on or something, you know, I'll give you something to suck on buddy. Yeah. Like I, I got those. I also bought some quest bars. I bought the quest bars because again, they were showing like based on the level of sugar that they were at and everything that they were keto friendly, but that would have been like your only, you know, carbs for the day kind of keto thing. 
I'm certain a couple times I fucked up and got my carbs over what would have been considered, you know, ketosis, but I do have keto strips at home. When I get back, I will pee on them and see if my, how my ketones are doing. It sucks because the strips that I have, like it's got like these varying degrees of like red or whatever. And I remember peeing on one before and being like the way that the reds look on the label and the way that it looks on the stick it, it like an argument could be made for how it was like any one of the four you know what i mean like just i was like i really don't know which one this is so whatever we'll figure that out but i did have the reason about the quest bars is because there's a lot of like protein bars and and you know no sugar bars and shit like that at costco but they're always peanut butter or one of them will be peanut something and i'm just I'm not, uh, I'm not that much of a peanut butter guy. Like I don't want peanuts, 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 peanuts. And like every fucking bar peanuts or almonds or peanuts or almonds. And even I'll take almonds over peanuts, but just peanut flavored chocolate bars. I just, I don't, I, I'm over, I'm over that chewy peanutty taste. Some of you are with me and everyone else like, ah, oh, peanuts are great. It's like, well, it's a source of protein or whatever. Like that's why they use them. It's a cheap, you know, ineffective flavoring you know, thing. So the quest bars, one of them was cookies and cream and the other one was cookie dough. And I'm like, thank you. Two flavors that are not fucking peanuts. Tried them both. They were both great, but they were just a little bit more sugar than I wanted because I like to be able to have a tiny bit of my carbs with my, like from my cream, even though there isn't really any carbs in it. Like, you know, I, I like to be able to have a little bit of something here and there. Like, you know, the celery sticks apparently have a little bit of carbohydrates in them. I didn't know this. One of the videos I watched said that if you want to do, if you want to have like cucumbers, cucumbers are a great keto snack with just a few grams of, of carbs or sugar, or whatever. And they're like, and if you peel them, you know, you get rid of a lot of the carbs. So I was like, fuck me, like cucumber, cucumbers are supposed to be 97% water. So like that, that dark green skin on the outside apparently is holding some carbs. So if you like, if you like uh, cucumbers gang, give them a fucking peel on the outside and, and then rock on. Cause that'll get rid of some of the carbs for you. The, and then I bought these like little snack pack things. I've had them before. I actually really like them. They're, they're in my opinion, a very good, healthy snack again, lower on the carb scale, but, but not so much. I wasn't going to use them as much to actually have them here and tote them around. Cause some of this stuff was like refrigerated, right? You have to keep it in the fridge. And I'm like, I, it just seems a little too high maintenance, <laughs> But sorry, it's funny the idea of having to refrigerate something is high maintenance, but it's a little too volatile in the sense that like, if I was going to go for a walk all day and, and keep some shit in my pocket, you know, just a big handful of chicken salad. No, no. But these, these things, these little snack packs were like, it's two different kinds. One of them has cheddar cheese and like cashews and cranberries. And then the other one has like a white cheddar almonds and cranberry. So there's cranberries in both there's cheese in both, but one of them's like, like a white cheddar. The other one's like orange cheddar and then either cashews or almonds. So it's just like cheese, right? You get a little bit of fat protein and, and carbs in the, in this little snack pack. And I was like, it's a great little thing. They're like 110 calories each. They're not particularly high calorically, but like the, the way they are, they're the same sort of style as those you know, those cheese, cheese stick and cheese, you know, cracker things, crackers and cheese that we used to give us as kids. Right. So I'm like something like that. I can stick in my, my breast pocket and my jacket. And if I'm fucking starving at some point in the day, like I can eat that. I know I'm only eating 110 calories, but I brought one to the club the other night and, you know, after the show and I, I was eating the, the, uh, the 
cashews and the cheese. And I had like half the cranberries to try to cut the carbs in half even still. And, you know, I went to throw it out and I was like, does anyone want these? Like, I don't want to throw them out. Some of the staff were like, well, what are they? I'm like, they're just dried cranberries. They're like, why don't you want them? I was like, <laughs> whenever you see a fat guy going to throw away fruit, I like my knee jerk is to be like, it's fruit. You know, I don't eat fruit, but no, I was like, no, no, I just, there there's carbs in the cranberries and I can't, I can't eat them. They're like, oh, they look like goji berries. I'm like, yeah, I guess. You know, they're, they're small and dried. They're dried cranberries. I don't know what, I don't know what you want from me. They're good. I'm like, I'm like, so either take them or I'm going to go throw them out. So I don't eat them, but I've been good overall. Like I know we're ways into the podcast now. I didn't expect to spend this much time on it, but we're good. Some of these things I have since returned to Costco because I was just like, you know what? I had one and I'm like, I, I know I'm not going to eat these enough. Like the pickles I hadn't opened after like five days. So I'm like, okay, back you go. The, the plant wraps, I was like, they're gross and they're too expensive and they're just wasted calories. So I'm like, they're going back. What else did I bring back? I brought the quest bars back. I literally had to try one of each flavor and I was like, yeah, these are good. And maybe at a different point in my life where I'm doing a bit more carbs than maybe, but yeah, I, I was just like, some of this shit's going to go back. And I'll tell you about that too. Cause I picked up, I'll, I, I went back to Costco and I'll, I'll talk more about that a little bit later. I, I went with someone who I haven't, I haven't seen in a hot minute, nor have I, have, have I, you know, no, neither have you guys. So somebody that my, my regular listeners would be familiar with too. So when I went back, I will say this, I bought, I bought two giant bags of protein powder because they were on sale and I'm a sucker for a deal. But I was like, you know what? Once the opti fast runs out, I wouldn't mind like, you know, maybe waking up. Like I'm the goal guys is to get myself excited. Like I see people who would never go to the gym and then, you know, they, they get on a health kick. And then before you know it, all they want to do is exercise. I don't want to lose my mind like that and just be like this gym rat. I, I really don't think that that would happen to me, but it would be nice to get to a point where I was being active regularly. And I like the idea if I'm going to build like a, a habit of kind of doing these shakes and stuff like that, I do like the idea of, of, you know, maybe waking up in the morning and starting my day off with exercise, like going to the gym or going for a walk. I hate the winter and it's snowing in Toronto here today. Like I did a, I did a big, big unload. I'll tell you about it in a little bit, but I woke up, I did my, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I took my pills and I, and I left to go get something done in the snowing, horrific, slippery weather that I wanted to get out of the way. So I'd come back here and focus on the podcast. And what the fuck was my point? Yeah. So I skipped the, the, the shake thing. Whatever. But my point is I would like to I actually felt good. Like I had fasted. I don't think I'd eaten anything since like maybe 10 o'clock last night. Yeah. And then, you know, by, by 10 30, 11 o'clock, I'm, I'm, I'm out and I'm carrying cases of stuff around, you know, going up and downstairs, like literally getting my blood going, my heart going, whatever. And I'm still fast at that point. It wasn't until I came back that I had my first shake. So I was pretty, pretty happy with myself. I'm also wearing my aligners again for my teeth. There was like an adjustment needed. So I ordered some new aligners and received them and I've been wearing them pretty consistently. I definitely wear them overnight and then I try to wear them during the day. But a lot of times, especially with shows, like again, a lot of this sounds like excuse, but I've had like, Jason would give me shit when, when I wore my aligners on stage, he'd be like, I can hear you're talking funny. And so I take my aligners out for the shows and honestly, during the day, I'll be like, I'm having my coffee. I'm having something to eat. Then I get chatting, you know, or doing something. And, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go brush my teeth, put my aligners. And I'm like, yeah, but it's an hour before I, you know, 
go to the show or whatever. So there's days where I keep them in. So today's motivation too, to not just wake up, have a coffee before I went and did the shit. I'm like, if I go do all the stuff now, I can leave my aligners in and I don't have to take them out. But one of the pros of doing OptiFast would be quite literally like take your aligners out, drink your OptiFast, you know, quick brush, put them back in and then just keep them in until the next meal, right? Like, or the next shake. So, you know, a lot of things in my life that are, that are frustrating, like same thing with, you know, when I'm at home, it's like, if I'm drinking coffee over the course of the day and having coffee after coffee, can't have my liners in. So anyways, it's just, I got two good things going on at the same time. And if I, if I lean into it, I, I could have some really good results. I'd be very, very happy with. So anyways, was back at Costco. I bought the two protein powders because I'd like to be active in the morning and think like when I'm done OptiFast, it is prescription and it's not cheap, but based on like this, this protein stuff, I could go for a walk or go to the gym and come home and have a protein shake in the morning. You know what I mean? The person I was with was like, yeah, it's, it's more of an after you work out. You don't take a protein shake and then work out. You kind of work out and then do it. So I'm excited about that. Cost me about a hundred bucks, but it was like $150 worth of product. So that was on sale, a good discount. And I fucking picked it up. I also bought like two different seed things. Like one of them was like seed cookies where it was like a, a birthday cake flavored one, you know, but it's all, pro, you know, all keto again, very, very like one or two grams of sugar. Tried it was fine, but nothing I would pay. You know, I think I paid 20 bucks for the box, you know, and there's going to be like 20 in there. So it's like, you know, a dollar per cookie wasn't, wasn't, wasn't keen on them. And I bought these, you know, bars that were like, you know, puffed rice, like again, something keto. I don't remember what was in them, but I tried them. I tried one of, of, of each last night and and I was like, you know what? This is a good 30 something dollars worth of product that I can just bring back. Like I, I, I tried them. If I'd liked them, I would have kept them, but I didn't. So back they'll go at some point. But I also bought more of the chicken salad and fucking hot, sexy tip for you guys. If you're not aware, truff sauce, the black truff sauce is at Costco. At least it's at Costco in Oakville, two bottles for $19.99. Those bottles sell for 20 to $30 online for one. So I picked up some, I was even like, no, this is like the last time I tasted it. I'm like, ah, it's too sweet. It's not going to be keto friendly. I look at the back. It was like one gram of sugar. I was like, oh, let's go. Let's fucking go. This is going to be such a delicious taste. I also picked up some different mayos. I got like a garlic aioli mayo and I got like a chipotle mayo, whatever. Again, check them. Definitely keto friendly. So I'm in a position where like, if I want to make I think I'm going to stick to this whole like chicken salad thing. I could probably make my own, save a little bit of money, but there's like canned Costco has canned chicken, which is odd. It sounds fucking weird, but they had a, I've sampled it before and they even had it on sample yesterday when I was there. I tried it again. I'm like, you know, this stuff's fucking good. You know, it's not great, but if you're starving, if you're not eating anything and you're like, okay, this with a little bit of fucking truff stuff, some, some Mayo. I also found a garlic Mayo that's supposed to be like, you know, like the kind of garlic sauce that they put on potatoes at shawarma places and stuff like that. I was like, yo, that's bomb. Again, if I'm just looking for a little bit of, you know, mayo, throw a little hit of this garlic in there again, just bringing boring shit to life to stay a good bitch and, and stay on this, this diet trend. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for, it. I'll take shit. But yeah, I bought like, I bought like six bottles of the trough stuff. Cause it's so fucking good. And I, I didn't see, I haven't seen this in Ottawa. I haven't seen it in Toronto. So I was like, let's go six bottles of this. This is going to make my shit worth eating for some time. I'm trying to think if I bought anything else food wise, 
nothing comes to mind gang. Like just, it would have just been more of what I was already enjoying, but yeah, got some stuff there. Happy about I, what else did I do this week? Yeah. I, I got the food stuff. I did fall off one night. I will say this one night I went to, I was walking. Okay. So every night, almost every single night coming back from the club, Ephemios would stop at McDonald's because he'd have a few drinks. Now, this is a guy, you're going to get a lot of information about him on the on the bonus episode that we recorded. So we did that Sunday. We actually sat down here, recorded a bonus episode together. Another reason I wasn't wearing my aligners is because I was talking for like two hours with him. But it's a good episode. Really love the guy. He's a great comic. He's a good dude, good person. He's, you know, he's in school. He's studying philosophy right now. And it's funny because he's telling me like, yeah, I take shit. I even asked him like, why are you taking philosophy? you know, but I like, cause I like philosophy, but it is one of those things where, and he's like, you know what, honestly, just to say that I could, you know, finish like, I'll let, I'll let him answer that in the episode. The episode is sitting in the queue already to just go live for you guys on Friday. But I just remember every, like, like he's basically, he's working very hard. He was, he's from, from Toronto area, his family's in Kitchener. So he came home for the holidays, visiting people. And while he's here, he's doing, you know, a week of shows in Ottawa, a week of shows in Toronto. So big, big ups too. If you guys are in, in Ottawa and you're listening to this, definitely go check out if Nessiopoulos and uh, at the Ottawa absolute comedy, absolutecomedy.ca for tickets. He's worth seeing. And then go up to him afterwards and say, Hey, I was listening to Josh's podcast. He said to come see you because you guys won't hear his episode until Friday. But if you listen to his episode Friday morning, you're like, fuck, I love this guy. You can go see him in Ottawa. You can go see him in Ottawa. You missed your chance in Toronto, but, but you can go see him in Ottawa. And he is, is essentially he's, he's doing his week in Ottawa and then he's back out to Vancouver where he lives and he's right back in school. He's even doing like some classes during the day now, like this last week, he'd, you know, do some stuff, you know, check it out after the fact, whatever. But All of this is to say that he's kind of enjoying, you know, a little bit of fun time. It's almost like a vacation from school. So he's been having a couple drinks and then on his way home, just like me, I told him too. I'm like, if I had one fucking drink this week, I go, I would immediately like, let's eat everything. You know what I mean? I've, I've had days where I was really, really good, you know, discipline wise. Then I'd have like one beer and then I'm driving home. I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. I'm just going to get a pizza or McDonald's. So that's what he'd, he'd do. We'd walk over the condo, walk home to the condo from the club. And in between there's a McDonald's right there. We literally just a quick little uh, left turn right into the building. It's not even like one of those ones where you got to walk across the parking lot, you know, to one of the doors behind the play place. Nope. This is a street front fucking McDonald's. You just grab the door without, you know, you're, you're, you got the door halfway open onto the sidewalk, you know, and you're in. So a temptress there a uh, little shout out to kettleman's bagels which is right next door now in eglinton an ottawa-based company that has grown and kettleman's bagels is phenomenal so congratulations toronto you now have access to kettleman's bagels on young and eglinton but we pop in there he would order i'm not even going to embarrass him by saying how much shit he would order but he would order Airland and sea fucking options from <laughs> mcdonald's and so one, one night I had a, like, I was getting them coupons for a while. I'd have a coupon for like, Oh, the meal's like eight bucks instead of 12 and this, that, whatever. And one night is at free fries and I, and I got the free fries, but I think he ordered a meal on top of it. So there's two fries and he hands me a fry when we get back to the condo. And I was like, I've been so good. I can do that. So I had, I actually had two, two wraps, which was still, you know, 250 grams of, of the, the stuff. And then the 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 fries so i definitely fell off that night it's my only like let's say blatant cheat i've had one other carb cheat that i'm I'm aware of and i'll tell you about but 
I, I fell off. That was the night that I fell off and I'm not, I'm not proud of myself, but, but I've been back on track. And like I said, the blood sugar is still coming down. I'm sure the weight's coming down. The one thing I'm pretty excited about is the fact that there's no scale here. I thought there was, but there's no scale here. So while I can see my blood sugar and blood pressure coming down every day, I also get the opportunity to like be excited to see the numbers on scale. I left Ottawa at 280 pounds like on the dot and let's see what I'm at. It would be nice if after two weeks, like for a while when I was doing keto, I was losing like a pound a day. So it would be really, really nice. Like the fact that I'm walking back and forth to the club every day and I'm doing a few other little extracurriculars and, and staying below my daily calories. It would be nice to go home and see like two seven. I'd be really happy if I was down to two seventy when I came back, I'm halfway through my run at this point. I have, you know, tonight, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, six nights, six more days here. Right. So I've already, I've already quote unquote cheated today. I had a bowl of the the chicken salad, but everything else has been good. No snacks, whatever. So I'll try to, I'll try to just do OptiFast tonight. I haven't been drinking at the club. Oh, and I did, I did order a salad last week. I ordered a, like a Caesar salad, but I was like light dressing and, and they gave it to me with light dressing to the point that I don't even know if there was any dressing on it, but I got chicken, chicken Caesar salad. So it was like dried chicken breast a little bit of parm cheese and then the the lettuce. So I I do believe, like I said, some days I may have gone over my calories, but I know I didn't like cheat keto or or cheat non-keto. You know what I mean? So whatever. Again, we're going to see the metrics. We're going to wait three months from now. We're going to keep checking in every week and I'll just let you know what I'm at. Apologies. I can't give you a way, way in because I don't, I don't have a scale and I'm kind of using that to, to my advantage. Excited to see what I weigh when I get home and I'll tell you guys on the next episode. I've read, I'm just going to just tell you guys this real quick. If you ever get your hands on this book, it's, it's gross. It's fucking gross. I read a book called 100% match. I read it in one, one session and it was really gross. I, I came back after the show. I think if Thimios was still out or no, it was a night that he came home first. Like usually, usually when, when you're with the comics, like, you know, you both leave at the same time, you're both walking back together, shooting the shit, whatever. So at that one point I, I went into the back to, to change my shoes. I brought show shoes and I'd go to the back, change out of the show shoes and put my winter boots back on and, and come out to the front and, and uh, if was gone and I was like, Hey, where's he? And they're like, Oh, he left with his son. I was like, what? He doesn't have a son, you know? So I was like, well, this person doesn't know him well, clearly, but I was just like, okay, so he must've gone with, with, but he's Greek. He's got family in the area. People were coming to see him every night. I'm like, he's probably just gone out with a buddy, whatever. So I walk back to the condo. I come in. I don't see his like, I don't see his boots or anything. So I'm like, okay, he's out. And I'm just, I'm, I'm awake. I've been, I was drinking green tea and coffee at the club, you know, something with a little flavor in it. So I, I was finding it hard to sleep this week. I was keeping myself awake with, with just, you know, <laughs> keep myself awake with just the, the caffeine from, from drinking these things. So I come in house is quiet. I'm wide awake, but I'm, I got nothing. You know, I got no agenda and I, and I actually really, really like that. I didn't bring a PlayStation or a gaming console because I didn't want to just waste my time. So it's, it's forced me to do a lot of work that I've been, you know, really keen on doing. I haven't yawned in a hot minute. So I feel like that was just at the very beginning, like a, like an energy change to this, uh, this podcast. But anyways, I pick up this book. Crystal gave it to me. Well, she lent it to me. She's a big reader. She reads every single night. So she, it was this book she handed me mid-December, I think. And it was just called 100% Match. It's got like a weird sort of 
face on the front. It's it, it it's reminiscent of those scary stories to tell in the bar, dark art in the sense that like it's just like a face but the way it's done makes it look creepy it's not black and white like those those are illustrations but it is just kind of like oh it's a face but it doesn't really look it just looks eerie so it's called 100 match and i was like i had no idea what this was about but crystal said here's this book she's like it's a really short read she's like but it's gross and i was like okay crystal likes to read true crime and murder stories and things like that so i just assumed gross in the lines of that so I open it up and I'm like, I'm going to read a book. And I read it cover to cover in in one sitting. And I was really proud of myself. I haven't done that with a book in I don't know how long, if not ever. I don't know if I've ever just sat and read a book cover to cover. So, you know, I mean, even like goosebumps and short books, I, I don't think I've ever done that. So that was cool. Now it's, re- it is a very short book. I think it was like 80 pages long. It's not super, super long. And apparently this author is known for having like sp- splatter, gore, whatever. There was like a category for it. You're reading these little, what do you call it? Notes, hype ups, whatever the fuck you call them. You know, like, you know, oh, this book is one of a kind. You're going to love it. Blah, 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 says Billy something from Slasher Magazine. You know what I mean? Whatever you call those little write-ups, those little tags or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, another great splatter gore book or whatever. Again, I don't know that that's the terminology either, but so it's almost like if 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 you wanted to read a gory movie as a book. So I start reading this thing and it's not gross right to begin with, but the way the story was being told it was a little compelling. There is a lot of gross in it. And I don't just mean gross, like, oh, someone gets cut or whatever, like, like gross stuff, like, like fucking with people's food, gross stuff. But I, I had a prediction early on. I'm like, oh, I think this is the way that the story is going to go. And I'm reading it and I'm reading it and I'm reading it and I'm reading it. And it, and it paid off that same way I thought. So I wasn't surprised by it, but the story, while gross was compelling enough to keep me reading, so, and, and I apologize. Uh, you know what? Give me one second. I, I could probably hit pause and get you the name of the author, just in case anyone was like, you know, hey, I think I would want to read this. It took me about two hours, and that was probably like stopping to go pee twice from all the caffeine I was drinking. Give me one second. I'm going to get you the name of the author. All right. I found it. I actually responded to like three messages and then searched. So, the first, I Googled 100% match. And his is the first thing that came up, even though there's a million things that talk about matches and stuff like that. His is the first thing that came up. Now it could be algorithm because I've already read the book and I posted something about it and whatever. But the first thing that comes up is a, is a website called Goodreads, 100% Match. It's by Patrick C. Harrison. Okay. It has a 3.38 out of five stars. And this is the... This is the little write-up. It's on the back of the book as well, but Bart is thirsty. He is bald. He is overweight. He wears glasses. He is a fry cook. He hates cats and kids. Bart occasionally does very bad things. He is looking for his perfect match. He has done his research. Splatterpunk is the term I was looking for because it's written right here. It says about the author. Here, Here you go. So I'll just give you this and then you decide if you want to check it out. It is available on Amazon apparently. Patrick C. Harrison III, PC3, if you prefer, so apparently that's what they call him, PC3, is an author of horror, splatterpunk, and all forms of speculative fiction. His current publications include Grandpappy, A Savage Breed, Vampire Nuns Behind Bars, Five Tales That Will Land You in Hell, among others. And his works can be found in numerous anthologies, including 
and hell followed and roadkill fucking Texas horror by Texas authors volume four, whatever it is. PC three is a splatter punk award-winning editor with Jared Barbie and, and hell followed sorry of and hell followed and has edited several other anthologies. I guess it's like of whatever and hell followed is like the word and starting with that is weird. That's what's fucking me up. He is a freelance editor, having done work for notable authors like Aaron Beauregard, Daniel J. Volpe, Mark Tosi, Rebecca Rowland, and many others. PC3 also has a free sub stack, whatever that is, in which he frequently does movie reviews and updates readers on his fiction. Check out pc3horror.substack.com. So anyways, I read the book. It's, it's a weird thing, gang, because I can't. I can't say that I recommend it, but I also wouldn't tell you to avoid it, which is strange. It's like, it's almost like I'm giving a longer version of what Crystal told me when she gave it to me. She's like, it's a short read if you want to read it, like, but it's gross. And so I carried it around in, in my bag for uh, you know a while. I put it in a safe spot in my backpack and then uh, I decided like, hey, I want to read something. I'm wide awake. May as well do this. I read it cover to cover. It was disgusting. It was, it was disgusting. And I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm going to bring it back to Ottawa, give it back to her, but Hey, I got a book read. So I'm doing stuff again. If I had had a console here, I'd have been playing video games, but instead I read a gross ass book. I, 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 yeah, that's it. I'm not a, this is not a book club. I, I don't have to go. I mean, as much as I'll talk about anything, it's just, it's, it's, it is gross. And there was a few things in it that I thought were a little unnecessary and without spoiling anything, you know, I guess like within a page, it's already telling you. So I'm not like, it says he does bad things. Like he's, he's a killer. He's a killer psychopath, whatever. And he's looking for a partner. So he talks about like, you know, oh, well, you know, 63% of women don't like a guy with glasses. 43% of women, you know, don't like bald guys, but you know, so it's like, it's a lot of these percentages or whatever. It's like, he's this, he's like, I'm a little overweight, but you know, 23% of women are willing to look over, you know, 62% of women like a dad bod though, but mine's a little bit bigger than that. And there's a lot of this, like, like intro shit where he's doing a lot of like these numbers and, and facts, fact uh, pieces, whatever. And so you're like, okay, this guy's calculated, whatever, you know, and, but it's like, he's doing bad things on top of it. So like, you're like, okay, this guy's a killer, but he's looking for his perfect match. He wants, he wants a partner or whatever. And the only thing I didn't like about like the whole narrative, cause everything is pretty interesting and whatnot. The only thing I didn't care for or, or didn't really felt like it fit was that like psychopaths and shit, like lack empathy. You know what I mean? And even though this guy's kind of acting that way, it's like, oh, but I want someone to value me. Like I want to have a match. And that just doesn't really, I've never seen like you know, prior to Dexter, which also Dexter didn't make sense either. Cause it was so, in the first episode. It's so like, you know, if I ever had any emotions, they'd be for Deb. You know what I mean? Like, like, Oh, I'd care about this person if I had emotions, but then you see parts of the episode where like, or sorry, part of the series where he has blatant human emotions. And so you're like, well, you're not really a psychopath then if you have emotions and so this guy wanting to be wanted and, and stuff like that, just, it just took out the, took, took away from the serial killer aspect a bit. But like I said, this story was also really gross, which made me not want to keep reading, but I, I was very fascinated with where things were going and it was, it was told interestingly enough. And, and that's not one of the titles that they mentioned in the author's write up. So, you know, perhaps some of his other stuff is, is a little more compelling or whatnot. Like I, I gotta tell you, 
if Crystal hands me another one of the guy's books, I would read it. So I guess take that for what it's worth. I already mentioned to you guys that I recorded a podcast with Ephemios Nasiopoulos. We did that on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to having you guys hear that and enjoy. I also, let's see here. I'm just kind of going through my notes here to see what, what I could do. I'm trying to transition into the, into the, how the shows went. Let's put it this way. I got one more thing. Well, two more things to talk about. And then, and then we'll talk about the show stuff, how the shows went, some, some anecdotes and stuff from the shows yesterday, Monday, my only, my only night, the entire time I'm here off from shows was, was, was yesterday. So I went to Oakville and I hung out with my buddy, Ryan, whom you all know from the Ed Sheeran tour, the hometown hockey tour. Ryan has been a, a regular contributor and co-host on the podcast. So I was very, very excited to see Ryan we ended up going to Costco together. I, I reached out to him and said, Hey, I got to stop at, at a, a storage locker and pick up some, some stuff, which I'll tell you guys about. And, and I'm like, and I need to drop, I need to return some stuff to Costco, right? All this food I'm not going to eat, you know? So, you know, I chatted with, him. I said, do you want me to, do you want me to do the Costco returns before I bug you? Do you want to come with? He's like, I'll go with. So I stopped by the storage locker. I grabbed a bunch of product, which I'll be giving away this week. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. And and then I head to Ryan's house. Ryan does dog sitting right now. It's one of the gigs he's got. So him and his lovely wife do do dog sitting right now. So we basically shot the shit for a little bit at the house. We went to Costco and I picked up all that stuff I told you guys about. Ryan grabbed some stuff for his place because he's doing renovations. So we just shot the shit, did a Costco run. Then we came back and we decided we were going to go out for dinner. My birthday's in a couple of weeks, turned 41 on the 19th. And I was just saying like, you know what, like we're here. We, I don't know when the next time I'm going to see is because, you know, I don't have anything on the calendar booked in the Toronto area, but I'm like, I'm like, do you want to like go out for dinner tonight? Like we can go somewhere keto friendly where like I can go to the keg. I can have like seasonal vegetables and a piece of meat. That's keto. It'll be over my calories, but I can, I can do that. And he's like, you know, that sounds like a nice idea. So his wife was not feeling particularly well. She was, she went to work that day. And so she's like, I'm, I'm kind of out, but you guys go ahead. So we decided to do that. But prior to that, we need to take the dogs for a walk. All right. He's dog sitter. He's got to take, you know, he's all business. You got to do, you got to do business. So we went for like a good hour or something long walk with dogs. It was great for me, right? Getting extra calories in or sorry, getting extra calories burned, right? Extra activity. And we did, we did a good long walk and then we went to the keg for dinner. I had a, a 10 ounce filet mignon. I asked what the seasonal vegetables were. The seasonal vegetables were like peppers, cherry tomatoes, mushrooms, like everything I hate everything I hate. So I'm like, all right, but they had a cauliflower mash. So I was like, what's that? What's in that? And they're like, literally it's a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. I was like, okay, give me that. But I'm like, but give me some butter. I can put butter on it. Butter's keto. So I put a little bit of butter on that. I had my steak. I got a Bernays sauce, which is also keto, at least keto friendly. So I had a nice steak, Bernays sauce, but I did fuck up. We went to the keg. They put a, a little bread down on the table a little four piece bread. And I'm not even going to pretend like I picked it up and ate it like whoopsies. Shit. I forgot. I was literally like, I, I'm going to, I took one quarter of the bread. All right. A little triangular piece. I ripped it in half, you know, ripped a little piece off of it because they put there like, we have this uh, butter and chive, but you know, we have a, a ch cheese and, and chive butter, you know, seasonally right now. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I dipped a little piece of you know, bread in it, ate it. And I think at that point in the day, I literally had, and using literally correctly, literally had just the opti fast and maybe a coffee in me. And this is now seven 30 at night, seven 45. So I was like, and we'd gone for an hour and a half long. Like I was hungry. 
I'm just going to try this. The bread was so soft and so fresh. I'm like, oh God. And so like, like the willpower just waiting for my food to come. And then I just pick up another little piece of the bread, rip it, dip it in the butter, you know? Oh fuck. That's good. T- to the point where I finished the entire piece. I kept putting it back down on the plate, get it away from me, you know? And, and eventually I just, I ended up having the whole piece. So I probably broke keto with that, even though when I put it into my fitness bell today, excuse me, the odds are back. I shouldn't have named them. You know, by the time we, I put it in my fitness pal, it doesn't even look like it was more than 50 grams of, of carbs or whatever, but nonetheless, I know bread is carbohydrates and I shouldn't have had it and I, and I feel appropriately bad. So today I'm going to be, I'm going to be extra good and I'm not even going to touch anything that I, that I know has carbs. So, and I'm going to try to just, I'm going to try not to put myself in that position again, but Ryan was kind enough to pay for dinner, which was super sweet of him. was not, not expecting it. And I actually feel bad even more so after the fact, because like I asked if he wanted to go out for dinner, you know what I mean? So if anything, dinner should have been on me instead. It was on him. That's crazy. He's a good guy. I love that guy. Um, he also showed me a game he's playing called phasmophobia. You're like, what? If you may have heard of phasma, like phantasm, but phasma, phasmophobia is what it's called. He was playing it when I got there and I watched him play it for a tiny bit. It's a game where you're basically like a ghost hunter. And this guy loves those ghost hunter shows and stuff like that. Ryan will watch them all day, every day, even though they find nothing ever. But, excuse me, so Ryan's watching the fucking, playing this phasmophobia game. And the idea is that you're walking around in a house or or something. I only saw the one level. If it's the same house every time, that's going to be boring as hell. But you, you go in, you've got all this equipment, and then you got like a notebook that shows you different aspects. And like, there's like apparently like 20 different kinds of ghosts, right? There's poltergeists and, and phantoms and demons and, you know, all these different names for, for specters and stuff like that. And he's saying like, you, I go, do you have to catch it? And he's like, no, no, you can't catch them. Oh, really? And he goes, yeah, you can't catch them, but you have to go in there and you like drop tools and equipment and stuff like that. And you, your, your point is to decide to discover what type of ghost is haunting the house, right? But at the same time too, you can do things where they'll hunt you and, you know, you have to protect yourself with like stuff. It, it was fascinating enough, but the, the, like when he was playing it, he was like, well, I think it's this kind of ghost. He was wrong. He ended up being wrong initially because something else happened. There's like a particular type of ghost where if you light, light a, excuse me, you light a candelabra and then if the, the candle goes out, you know, you relight it. If it goes out three times, then he's like, if it's this type of ghost, it's going to hunt you right away, which means it basically chases you and you see little apparitions of it or whatever. It like flashes in and out of being visible. So it's like, it's something's walking towards you down the hall and then it goes invisible and then shows up again. It's closer to you. You know what I mean? Like a creepy, very, definitely very creepy, but he's saying like, he's just explaining the game and it's called, it's called phasmophobia. Anyways, he ends up changing his mind halfway through because something different, something like it's like test. You're basically doing all these tests to see like, oh, if, if, you know, if the, the candelabra doesn't go out, well, it's not that kind of ghost or if it does this, does that, whatever. It's fascinating. Found it to be a fascinating game. Very creepy. I wouldn't be able to play it by myself. Excuse me. And apparently it's coming to consoles and it's going to get like a VR port too, which I could totally see it being a, a good VR game. But if you look, and that's the whole idea. I go, so you don't catch or anything. Like that? He's like, no, it's just like, once you get enough, you know, evidence or whatever to support your cause, you go back out to your ghost hunter truck and you basically say, okay, it's that kind of ghost. I go, what, you drive away and then the family gets murdered? He's like, yeah, exactly. Whoever lives there is going to die, but you know, we're not, not solving the problem. We're just identifying what it is. You know, oh, it's cartels been murdering people. Well, another job well done, guys. It's like, well, are you going to do anything? 
And then last night while I'm on the spooky subject stuff. So anyways, we chatted about that, had, had dinner, you know, big hugs, said our, our goodbyes. And then I came back here and last night was the first night that I had no, no colleagues or anything here at the, the condo. I don't know what I did. I tried last night too. I tried the, the, the seed, seed flower cookies. And I was like, meh. So once I was telling you about the birthday cake one, and I tried one of the, the bars, like the keto bars and they're gross. So again, like I said, closed up back to go, but I had a nightmare last night. I, I didn't go to sleep watching anything scary. I didn't, I don't think I ate, you know how they say like you eat a lot of sugar before bed or you eat like a lot of junk before bed and have a nightmare. Maybe it's because I had a full meal. You know what I mean? Like I had a 10 ounce steak and, and stuff. So may, maybe that's what it was, but that was also like hours and hours and hours before I went to bed. So I think I fell asleep around 1231 AM and I ate at like eight. So anyways, I had a, I had a nightmare. I had a, a dream that I was in some sort of town that was being attacked by a werewolf. And it was totally the American werewolf in London style werewolf. So it wasn't like just, you know, standard bipedal killing people, whatever it was. It was the, the specific one, but for some reason it was invisible. And I don't know, like it wasn't, it wasn't invisible. It was like, it was just like Ryan's game, which is maybe where it popped into my head. You know, my brain's crazy, but it's like, you could see it for a second or two here and there, but it was essentially invisible. So like someone was like, you know, at one point I, you know, I'm trying to get into a, a pickup truck with somebody and the driver's there and they're telling the other person, like, I guess there are somebody's out, a woman is outside the vehicle by a tree in broad daylight, by the way. So not your traditional nighttime only lycanthrope. But so I'm, I'm, you know, we're in the, the truck. It's like, get in the fucking thing. Passenger doors open. I'm like, it's coming quick. Get the fuck it because you can't see it. Right. She just goes to close. Like she, she goes to, to open the door further to step in and all of a sudden you just see something you just see like blood on her face and she gets yanked yanked away by the face so whatever it was better and i remember that part of the dream i was like oh god we close the door it's like oh yeah the person's fucking dead and then the next part of the dream was we we're at some like this was now nighttime we we're at a nighttime event and it's like a school dance for like little kids like not not necessarily just little kids but like an elementary school dance so there are little kids there right up to like you know 10 or 12 years old or whatever the fuck age they are by the end of elementary school. And, you know, it's like, okay, there's been people all over town getting, I'm like, guys, this is a bad idea to have so many people gather. It's like, it's like I'm in a small town or whatever, but it was still a large event with a lot of people. So, and I just remember being like out kind of in between these two buildings. One of the buildings was having like the dance, everything side. Another one was kind of like a more quiet, not being used at the moment building, you know, for like it's, it's like it's after work hours. So there's a few staff in there doing this or that, but not a lot of people are in there and I'm hanging out with like, you know, the total, like, you know, pickup truck. Hey Merle, you know, like the, like the, 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 the man's man guys of the town, but like toxic masculinity dudes. And then just like, and then just, I don't know where you hear all this screaming. Oh my God, the guys, Mrs. So-and-so just got ripped in half. Oh my God. Look, and we're like, well, fuck it's, it's in there. Let's fucking go get it or whatever. And I don't remember what happened. It didn't get resolved. I woke up before it got resolved, but like, I was having like, like there was a lot of these events in the dream. So it was like a full on horror movie going on in my head. And you know, it wasn't totally like, okay, this is like the climax where it's going to be like a bunch of dudes, just kind of like the way it was like when I say American werewolf in London, I mean like literally the werewolf from that movie, that, that shape of it, everything like that's probably because I bought that fucking figure at Christmas time. But don't know what popped that into my head for whatever reason, but yeah, it was kind of like, okay, let's go get it. Whatever. Somewhere around there I woke up, but I woke up, it was still dark out. 
by myself in the condo and it's like a very the hallway is very linear in the sense that like you know you open your door and it's just like a you can't see really anything except for just just the hallway and and then it just it's just creepy so i woke up kind of you know when you wake up from a bad dream and you're just unease i was like i just felt felt uneasy and i'm alone and everything like that so it's just like whatever i woke up and i kind of puttered around took a piss you know and that's when i was like okay i'm awake i'm gonna go out and do stuff but it left me with with unease but i did i did remember thinking like hey man like you know first off i got to tell you guys an american werewolf in london one of the best horror movies of all time and the best werewolf movie of all time there's a few good ones but that one guys horrifying horrifying that one gave me nightmares as a kid for for weeks i don't think i could sleep with the light off for like a good week after that movie and it's just so well done the special effects are done so well and it it's class who's bothering me now my phone's going off here bear with me one sec gang the downside of being able to press pause was something for like the first probably 100 episodes and or maybe 200 episodes i didn't even know i could hit the pause button while i was recording like you'd think that that'd be a, a simple thing to look up first but i didn't i didn't do that so but the 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 downside of being able to just pause at any point and then resume is that after a certain length of time i'm like what the fuck was i talking about anyways werewolf movie great movie an american werewolf in london watch it. if you like horror movies of any kind you will not be disappointed it still stands up in my opinion great practical special effects they were super 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 great directed by john landis who's the same guy who did the thriller video which is why the beginning of that is so fucking creepy so like just just great great movie they did another one in the 90s that one was like for like 1980 they did another one in the 90s called an american world from paris they did the story was not as good it was almost like it ripped off the first one in the same in some of the aspects but not not a, a good enough job to make worthwhile and the werewolves were entirely cgi and bad cgi so like it didn't make it scary or anything like that it was it was it was really bad it was really bad and because i was thinking to myself i'm like that fucking like the dream i had last night i'm like that would have made an awesome fucking horror movie just like the scenes were you know what i was experiencing fucking crazy like very scary very you know very very cinema cinematic in my mind i don't think i've really dreamed in that level and i was like and it was in that that wolf is so fucking scary you know google it google it you know and when you see what it looks like just the, the way it was shot to the movie you don't even get to see it in its entirety until the end of the movie so i i would strongly recommend checking out american world in london it still stands up great movie i think they should do a nut like they I mean it just again it was so good it was so good but yeah you know what everything is being remade now and everything is being remade poorly i don't think they should remake it i thought they should just make it like a, a sequel you know just have the same type of wolf because it was so fucking scary so yeah do that guys watch that movie but that's where i, I woke up today and i was like well I don't know that I can just roll over and go back to sleep right now. I'm feeling a little, uh, a little shook. <laughs> it was just, it was just intense. It was just very, very intense movie. So I woke up and I got what I was doing. Uh, what I was picking up is I picked up a, some founders original, very cool company that I do brand ambassador work for, but they're also a wicked ready to drink cocktail that you can pick up at the liquor stores. I believe it's uh, all over Canada. 
and I'm not sure if it's penetrated the U.S. market yet, but when it does, you guys will probably enjoy it. It's like no synthetics, anything like that. I'm sure I've talked about them before, just the events that I've done with them, but it's a great product that I, I personally endorse. If you want something to drink and you're sick of just the standard, same old, same old, very reasonably priced. Anyways, I reached out to them and said, Hey, like, you know, they asked me before in the past, if I've wanted to do like guerrilla marketing for them, which is kind of like, you know, you just stand on a street corner and you hand out free cans of their product. And I've said, sure. But I was also like, you know, what would be really great is if, if, you know, if you guys want, I'll, I'll do the, the gorilla stuff for free, you know, this week, but you know, like I'll just hand it out after the shows when people are leaving, I'll go, Hey, here, I have a free sample of, you know, founders, give them a can to take home. You know what I mean? Cause you can do that. So it's like, Hey, take this, take it, enjoy it at home. And so they were like, Oh my God, that's amazing. So they, they were like, if you want to swing by storage and pick some up, feel free. And so that's what I did yesterday. So this morning, you know, in, in while delaying my breaking fast, I, I drove over to the club. My car was full yesterday. The thing that sucks is like young street in Toronto is super busy. So and that's where the club is. So it's not like oh, I'm just pulling around to some, you know, parking lot and unloading. Like I got a nightmare. It's snowing out. I'm like, fuck. And I forced myself to do it early today because I didn't want to, you know, be midday and be like, oh, I guess I should do that thing and just have it looming over me all day. So I, I drove this morning, took the car, drove over to the club, finally found a parking spot in front of the club in front in air quotes, you know, like four doors down. And it's, it's like, thin layer of snow. So it's like buttery, it's slippery. And I'm carrying like 20 cases of products down, downstairs outside, down wet stairs outside, bring them to the club. I, I tried to put cash into the, the parking meter. Cause yeah, it's, of course it's gonna be a parking meter situation, right? I'm like, I don't know. It's take me. I'll buy an hour. So three bucks, about $3 change in the machine, nothing. And I was like, really, I'm hitting the print button. It's not, it's not like it's, it's the machine is for all intents and purposes recording like recognizing that I'm putting the change in sees says the $3 tells me a good for an hour till now and I hit print nothing. It's like, fuck off. So I go into the car and I'm like, fine, I'll use this app that they're asking me to use. Go to use the app. It tells me I need to put 20 bucks on the fucking app. Like I need to pre prepay $20 just to have like a wallet amount. I'm like, what a fucking cash grab. So 20 bucks into this app, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Fuck it. I'll go use my card. I'll go back to the meter, go to use my card, pick three hour or pick an hour for three bucks, whatever hit print, nothing. I'm like, fuck off. So I had to use the app. I had to fork out 20 bucks, you know, in a city that I don't really park in anyway. So I'm going to have like for the next 10 fucking years, you know, credit with Toronto, assuming that they don't, you know, this app doesn't go under or they change companies or something ridiculous. So anyways, I park. I'm five, five storefronts away from the club. I'm carrying this stuff into the club, slipping around in the snow, terrified. I'm going to fucking take a header and, and, and knock myself out. And then I see these two guys are in a, in a vehicle behind me, a pickup truck behind me. And I'm like, Hey fellas, you know, I go, are you guys just kind of chilling here for the next few minutes? Cause they were, they were there a few times. I did a few trips and I saw they were just sort of sitting there, had the window open. I was like, Hey, you guys just chilling here. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, is there any chance I could give you guys a couple free drinks, you know, some free drinks in exchange to give me a hand, like just hand bombing these things or they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to say a huge shout out to Adam and Mike, two solid dudes who I don't even know what their business is. I didn't read the side of their truck or, or what it may have said on their shirts. I don't even know if it was their business in all fairness. But they were just there chilling. They helped me out. Big ups to them. Thank you so much for the help, fellas. I even give them cards for the podcast. Go, hey, listen, I'm going to leave you a shout out. Check it out. They may not not listen at all, but 
If they do, that's an extra kindness that I'm grateful for. But I'm just going to say shout out to Adam and Mike, two solid dudes who helped me in this no hand bomb, like 20 fucking cases of, of booze into the club. And having said that, if you happen to come to any of my shows this week, I am headlining at absolute comedy the, uh, the entire week. If you happen to come out to absolute comedy, you're going to go home with a free can of, of, of founders. That's just, you know, people who are good to me, like founders original, they give me good gigs and they're, they're hooking me up with free stuff to give you guys, you know, I like to pay it forward. So, so come on out to a show, hopefully get some, uh, some nice laughs out of it, but no matter what you get a free can of uh, founders. So that's, that's a good thing, right? That's a, that's a, thanks for coming to my show thing. I'm having a good time doing stand up. I don't know how I crossed off something here. Oh no, there it is. I started highlighting stuff, guys. We don't have as many colors on the road as I do. I'm having a good time doing stand up. I had a good week. People have been coming up to me all week being like, Hey man, great job. Like love you. Love, you know, like I had a great time at the show as always huge shout out to the absolute comedy staff who are also making it fun. Big shout out to Mallory. We got Sean, we got Danea, Danielle, Lisa, James, Jackie, Thomas, like just anybody from the club there. I've missed people and I'm sorry, but, but everybody there's a rock star, man. They, they, they do a great job being, having a great, great time this week. And I'm looking forward to another great fucking week in all fairness. The merch has been going well. I was selling, I was selling just my, my USB drives with, you know, with, with some bonus episodes of the podcast on it. Cause people like the interview episodes better. So I've got some USB drives left over from the, what do you call it? the special edition box, the 200th episode special edition box got some episodes, uh, some USBs left over. So I load them up with, with interviews and I sell them for 10 bucks after the show. And I was doing that most of the week and I'd sell a few every night. It was going fine. One night, some dude just walks up and hands me a hundred bucks. He goes, hey, it's just a tip. And I go, no, no, let me give you something. I go, you know, so I gave him a, a USB and I gave him, you know, a little bit of extra stuff, whatever. But I'm like, I, I appreciate you being here. I can't do it without you. And I go, I, I appreciate this tip. I don't deserve it, but thank you so much. I go, that's, that's, that's huge. You know? And he insisted like the, my first was like, no, dude, don't dude, give me a hundred bucks. He's like, no, 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 no. I think it was cause he was with a girl and I, and he may have been on a first date or something. So it could have been like a partial flex. Like, oh, I got a hundred bucks to just tip the comic, you know, but I'll help. I'll, I'll contribute to that flex. If you want, you want me to take your money and make you look like a big shot in front of your girl can do and did. But over the course of the week, I, I, I actually, you know, the, the sales picked up and then on Sunday I bring uh, my soaps from JD Bauer. I've told you guys about, I brought the soaps with me and I was like, fuck, how am I going to get into it? Sunday night? I, I went for broke off the top. I told a little bit of the stories about the, the soap and shit like that. And I sold like seven or eight bars of soap after the show. I decided to like, it takes more of a setup, whatever, but I decided what the fuck I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go do the soap thing. And, and it worked out. I sold like seven, eight bars. Plus I sold some USBs. I also later in the week sold a decks of cards, you know, the one man podcast cards with the logos on it. Didn't think anybody would be interested when I busted the cards out, more people bought cards than USB drives, which I thought for 10 bucks, a deck of cards or 10 bucks, 20 hours of interviews, decks of cards, way more popular. Okay. You, you never can tell. And then I'm like, nobody's going to give a shit about $15 bars of soap. I busted the soap. Nobody like less people cared about the, 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 what do you call it? decks of cards. Come on brain. So I'm like, nobody bought a USB that night, sold a couple decks of cards and sold a bunch of soap. So just goes to show, I know nothing. I figure they'll, they're going to want 20, 10 bucks. They're going to want 20 hours of content to listen to while they're living their lives. Me, me talking to comedians. Nope. They'll take a deck of cards. Thank you very much. 
A shout out to a kind member of the audience, Kirby. Kirby literally was one of the people who just messaged me that, that made me pause. Did I unpause? Have I been talking for nothing? Kirby messaged and said, Hey, you know, she was a fun member of the crowd, you know, was, was kind, definitely had a few drinks. You could tell, but she's like, I'm having a great time. I'm from Toronto or I'm from Montreal and da da da. Like, so she was a good sport. But then after the show, she came up and was like, Hey, you were so great. I really enjoyed, you know, your part of the show. It was so awesome. It was very, very nice. It was very, very nice. And I was like, oh, well, thank you for being here. Again, you could tell she's a little inebriated, but you know, having a good time. Fucking it's Sunday night, Sunday fun day or whatever they say. Well, and then I, and then I got back to the condo and I had a Facebook ad friend request and a, and a message. So I was kind of like, oh, not adverse to that. It's weird. I haven't really been mentioning on stage that I'm single, but that show I did. And I don't even remember the context of when or why I said I was single. I just, I think I just mentioned that like, you know, Hey, I'm. I'm saying I, I, I may have used it as a segue into like why I'm taking better care of myself or whatever it is. But anyways, having said that, I, I, I had, I, I don't know. I got this gut feeling this person might be interested in me and I'm just, I'm just not here for it guys. Like I don't want, I'm like fucking way overshare. I'm wicked fucking horny. And if I was ever going to have a one night stand, like now would be the time. However, I still am not that person. You know what I mean? Like one night stands are hard for me because I, I, I would, first off, if I was to have it with an audience member or somebody, it's fake. It's not because they are interested in me or anything. It's, it's because I was on stage. You know what I mean? It would be this, them misunderstanding how celebrity works in Canada. So it would be disingenuous, which is something I'm not a fan of. And, and at the end of the day, like, like my, I guess my thoughts with one night stands always come back to like, what if the condom breaks? Like fact one, I can't feel anything with a condom on. So that's incredibly disappointing. It sounds like a bullshit line and I apologize everyone, but it's not, I've, I've put them on and it feels, I can feel the ring around the end of my dick. Everything else inside of it kind of just, it's like in stasis. It's almost like, you know, like you, you, if you hit yourself, but you put your hit, if you hit yourself, if something happens, you know, you, you injure yourself, but you put that limb or whatever underwater. And it's like, you just don't feel it as much. It's like that. It's like, it's submerged. I, I just, I lose shitloads of sensation in it. And so I, I don't, I, I don't know what to, to say or do. I've tried different sizes of condoms. I haven't really tried different brands per se. Like I've tried all the store-bought stuff, but maybe if there's something more like niche on the web, but I just doesn't work for me. So I'm like, I'm not going to not wrap it up with a stranger. So that'd be a thing. But as soon as I wrap it up, like, I know I'm not going to be able to come. And so what's the point, right? Isn't that the whole point to just fucking to, to get off. So if I'm not going to get off. What's the fucking point. And my thoughts in my head are always like, well, if the condom breaks and you get this person pregnant, you know, it's not my decision to keep it or anything like that. But like, let's say this person wants to keep it. I'm I'm now financially shackled to this stranger for, you know, and not just financially. Like, I know that sounds like dismissive, but I'm like, but it's something I didn't like. What I'm saying is, is that like, you would distance yourself from being in their life regardless. But this is now somebody that like, I now have a kid that I have to raise and whatever, all because I wanted to just get off. I'm like, I can rub one out myself and, and dodge a very big bullet. 
so I've just never been a one night stand guy. So I'm not interested in, in getting into a relationship again right now. I'm like a sports team. I'm in a rebuild year. You know what I mean? I'm in a, I'm in a rebuild year where I don't think there's any point in trying to, to win the big game. I'm just going to try to lose the weight, stay keto, get my finances, you know, a little more stable, figure out where the fuck I'm, I'm going to live you know, whether I'm staying where I'm at or if I'm moving out, I get all of this. I got so much up in the air shit right now. I would be so, I, I would be unappealing to anyone if I was honest, like, Hey, what's going on with you? Well, I live with my ex, you know, working on, on losing weight to get healthy. I'm, I'm financially uh, insecure at the moment. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. They're like, I'm like, so you want to shack up with that? It's like, no. And they'd be right to say no. So I think I'm at a point where I'm like, just, just don't try to be with anybody. You know, like I said, I'd love to, I'd love to fuck, but I don't trust a stranger enough to do that. And I, I probably, I've never been one to have sex with somebody unless I'm dating them. So that's a thing. I don't know. That's probably boring. And like I said, it's definitely an overshare. What the fuck was I talking about that got me onto that? Like naming all the brands of company, the stuff that I work for or whatever, Oh, that's right. Somebody had messaged me after the show. So I was getting a, they might be interested in me vibe. And I'm just not interested in that right now. It's not that person. Just really not interested in that right now. So I replied today saying, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And that person has messaged me a few times. They haven't alluded to anything, but they just seem like they want to chat. They said they're coming back Sunday, which I super appreciate. I hope they do. But that's like, that's, I don't know you shouldn't be scared that someone's interested in you. And, and, and I don't think they are like, I don't even know that they are is what I'm saying. Like, I, I think they might be, but at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know, guys. It makes me uncomfortable. That's what it does. It makes me uncomfortable. It's so funny. One of the nights after the show, we went upstairs to the Rosen crown or whatever it is called. I think it's called the Rosen crown above absolute comedy. It's a pub. And like E E if the was drinking. And then before you know it, like there's a table next to us that is chatting with us. And out of nowhere, one person like proclaims that they're not circumcised. And then the whole fucking topic breaks out and I have no problem. I'm like, I'm circumcised, whatever. And they're like, oh, it's so much, oh, it's so much better not being circumcised. And I go, yeah, I, that's what they say. You know, you've been told it's better. I've been told it's worse, whatever. But I go, but I've never had a problem shy of wearing condom. You know what I mean? I've never had an, an issue finishing. It's sex has never felt bad. So like, I don't know what. You know, like I, I said, I don't, I've never, I said, I, I have one person in my life that in their thirties got it done. They, they weren't, and now they are. And I go, that's the only person that I've ever known that I could ask, Hey, which is better. And that person who I won't name, I won't put on the spot said circumcised way better. So I, that was what I brought to the argument. I was like, everyone's like, Oh, why do you miss it so much? Why are you so angry? I'm like, not angry at all. You told you guys are yelling at me. Like everyone at the table was uncircumcised apparently. And all of them are like, yeah, why are you so like, why do you, why do you like defending it so bad? I'm like, I'm not defending anything. You asked me. My argument is I am circumcised. I've never known not being circumcised. I go, you aren't circumcised. You don't know what it's like. I go, neither one of us knows the other's experience. And generally speaking, it's guys talking about their dicks. So I'm sure everyone's going to have an affinity for what they got. You don't want to think ill of your dick. That's like your whole goddamn fucking house of cards falling inwards. So I just said, all I know is one person I know 
has had both experiences and they they say that the the circumcision is the better because they they lose their control like it was they too much sensitivity prior and and post they can last longer and they can perform better with their partner and stuff so i'm like that's 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 what i'm going off of anyways it was just so funny that that ended up being a, a topic of conversation services so or who knows maybe if i wasn't circumcised i could put on a condom and still ugh, amount of cleaning the gross ass fucking hood anyways all right let's talk about food no we are quite a ways into this podcast gang. It's going to be, I, I had a feeling it might be a long one and, and it is. So I'm going to tell you one more little story about, about, a, about a, a member of the show, which I thought was very funny. And then something I forgot to tell you that I did outside of that. So we had, uh, we had one night I was hosting and one night I'm, uh, I'm on stage and I'm like, you know, Hey guys, how's it going? I like to talk to the crowd a little bit. And I asked one, you know, crowd, Hey, how long have you guys been together? And, and the woman goes, well, they're not really together. I go, well, what do you mean you're not really together? She's like, well, we're sort of together. I go, what do you mean you're sort of together? And the guy's like, we have like a six month dating contract. And I go, what? What? What do you mean six month dating? What? I go, are you fucking with me right now? Like, is that a joke? Like, oh, we're on a call. He's like, no, 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 we made an agreement. I was like, okay, show's canceled right now. I go, I just want to know what's going on here. I go, that's all I care about now. The whole show's canceled, everybody. I go, I have never... I go, I've asked this question a hundred million times on stage and I've never heard that as a response. I go, if the comics in the green room can hear me come out right now, because this is too, I go, we're canceling everything guys. And I, this is just now, this is just the Netflix documentary that I'm interested in is this, this dating contract thing. How do you guys, and I start talking to them and it turns out like, you know, I, I go like, well, you know, are you guys, you know, are you happy with each other? And she's like, eh, and I go, really? I go, what would you give them out of five? What would, what, 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 uh, what Yelp review would you give them? She's like, eh, like four. I was like, oh, it's not bad. It's 80%. Like, I was not horrible, but you know, 80%. Okay. And I go, what are you going to give her? And he goes five. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Like you can't go, you can't give her, like if you gave her a five, then she gave you a four whatever you started off, you set the bar high. She goes four and you go five afterwards. You got to go, ah, 4.5. Can't just like, oh, that sucks. Like whatever, you know, you can't give her that. So I, I, I'm like, I'm chatting with them and you know, I had to bring on the first act and I go back to them afterwards. Like, you know, afterwards, like Niall Segan goes on stage. who's hilarious. Niall goes on stage and he's like, what? Way too tempting. He looks at them. He's like, way too tempting. He's like, I gotta do my jokes. So tempting. So tempting. So many questions. Like it just, it's like, all right, it goes into his material, but it was just so funny because everybody was like, what is happening at that table right now? Like what is going on with those people? And I'm like, I'll, I'll dig more guys. I made a joke that I was like, oh my God, like you, you, as a prospector, I'm like, I, I put the shovel into the ground once and found gold. Like I didn't have to dig deep to find that. That was right. The first fucking dig right there, gold. And so we chatted with him more. It turns out like he's an Olympic, a Canadian team, Canada, Olympic gold medalist from the 2012 summer games in London. He's a silver medalist for, for rowing. And since he's a celebrity in that regard, I'm going to say his name, Jeremiah Brown was the guy gang named Jeremiah Brown. You can Google him to see what he looks like, but I'm chatting with him and he's like, yeah, I'm a, you know, what do you do? And he's like, oh, geez. I'm like, just fucking tell me. He's like, well, I'm an author. I go, okay. How many books? He's like one. I'm like, you wrote one book. You, your residuals and your sales are good enough that you wrote one book and you're, you're set for life as well. Well, I do like engagement, like speaking engagements and like book tours and stuff. Like, okay. What he's like, I was, I was also an Olympic athlete. I go, well, that's like, oh, you do other things. You're a speaker. Then you do public speaking because, you know, because you wrote a book. 
And that's where he's like, yeah, he's like, I won the silver. I was like, oh, Nancy Kerrigan, so close, so close. Could have been a gold. But anyways, I was, I was busting his balls, but it turned out that the reason they decided to do a contract, like I was expecting kind of some more juicy details. It sounded like almost like a reality show, you know, six month dating contract. It just turns out that they wanted different things. And, and even when they alluded to that, like we wanted different things. I'm like, like what? Like why? What? Like why? Like why are we on a contract? Like, well, we wanted different things. So we we're like, what the fuck? Anyways, it just turns out that she wants kids and he doesn't. He's already got a kid from a previous relationship. So it, it just turned out that like, well, we decided like we'll date for six months and see how it goes. And I'm like, that apparently that that six month was over. And I'm like, oh, so like now what? And they're like, I guess you guys just days like, yeah, we just you know we hang out, we go out once in a while. And I'm like, but you're still fucking each other. And then she kind of like shrugs. I was like, yeah. I was like. Wow. And I'm like, and you gave him the 4.5 and you're like, yeah, but I'll still, we're just in it. We're sport fucking, you know, it was just, it was, it was such an odd interaction, but like, I, I was a little, I was a little let down because it was just like, oh no, we're just, we just, I want, I want kids. He doesn't. So we decided let's just date for six months and see how it goes. And we'll just, we'll end it there after six months. I was like, that's weird, but <laughs> oddly understandable. You know what I mean? So instead of just being like, nope, we're not gonna be together, do a thing. I booked something with some buddies. So my buddy, Mike LeBlanc, who I went to Los Angeles with and my buddy, Richard, no sound guy extraordinaire. We booked, I used Rich's first and last name for professional purposes, guys. So you can hire him for his sound services. He's great. We, we are going to go check out Paul Verzi's Netflix special taping in Chicago on February 24th. So get this, uh, my buddy, Paul Verzi. You guys know him. You love him. He's got a special on Netflix right now. And my US listeners, he's got a special on Comedy Central. Comedy Central special is called I'll Say This. I recorded my episode of the One Man Podcast with Paul Verzi the night after he filmed his special in Terrytown, New York. So Paul's a buddy, went to his special. The next night we sat down and we recorded a bonus episode, which is available to you. you guys can go back through the library and find it and listen to it. That, that happened the night after he recorded his very first special. And that one was for Comedy Central. He recorded his second special called nocturnal admissions great name for a fucking special and he recorded that one during the pandemic and because the borders were closed i sadly could not attend that one very bummed out about that but he's a buddy he gets it it's not like he was it's not like i was the linchpin of whether it would be a success or not but that one was a netflix special super happy for him super proud of him so he is recording his third special second netflix special in chicago on february 24th at the den theater so i bought a table bought a table and and two hotel rooms so we got four beds four beds two rooms four tickets to paul Verzi's netflix special it is on february 24th so what we're doing is we are going down on on the 23rd, which is the Friday. So we fly in on the Friday, probably have dinner, check in the hotel, enjoy ourselves. Easy peasy Friday night. Then all day, we're going to find stuff to do in Chicago. Little, little touristy stuff. No big deal, but just, just no pressure day. It was on a travel day. Then that night we got the nine, nine o'clock or nine 30 show taping. And then after that, we all go out to the after party for Paul's taping could be some comedy celebrities. There could not be the previous one that I was at had, had Bill Burr, Pete Davidson, Sal Volcano, Robert Kelly, bunch of great names there, but this one's in Chicago. Who knows if they're in the area, you know, but, but they're good dudes. They like to support each other. And I just like to, like, again, I, I also like to support Paul. I, I'm flying, 
flying to a different city just to check out a, to, to just to be there. So guys, Paul's the fucking greatest, great dude. And here's something that I'm, I'm doing for the first time is I'm inviting a onesie to, to come along. And by that, I mean, we bought four, like we bought a table. There's, there's cabaret tables for the thing. We bought a table. It's four people. I got two hotel rooms and that's, that's, uh, you know, we got a, a spare bed effectively. So what I'm offering is this is if you want to tag along, send an email to contact at one man podcast.com. And I will, you, you can, you can tag along with us. I, I sadly can't just offer everything for free. Times are, uh, times are tight, but I mean, you'll get to, to come to the after party and I've got really good rates on the hotel, everything like that. So I'm going to throw it to you this way. Ticket price, hotel, all inclusive. All right. So everything that you need once you arrive in Chicago, because I have no idea where you're coming from, but once you arrive in Chicago, 250 bucks Canadian, that gets you two nights at a hotel Hampton Inn with free breakfast and, you know, a seat at the table for the, for the Netflix special taping and an invite to the after party after the fact. So all of that available, 250 bucks Canadian. Cool. So I don't know where you're listening from. If you're in America, that's even cheaper. It's probably like 200 bucks or 175. But if wherever you're listening, guys, if that sounds like something you want to do, you know, you, we have two nights, the Friday and the Saturday, that's February 23rd and 24th. And the 24th is the special taping 9 PM. We go to, we go to see the special taping. We go to an after party afterwards, 250 bucks. If that sounds like something that you want to throw my way, you can tag along. I mean, I'm opening up the onesies. I've asked, I did ask Ryan uh, when I told him about it, he was seemed interested, but he's not able to make it. And at the moment I haven't really, I've been so busy doing shows and stuff. I haven't gone out of my way to, to offer that to anybody else, but you know, I know you guys and, and that is now a bonus benefit of the fact that you listen. So I am not picky. If you want to come out with us and, and, and hang out for a day or two and, and do this, it would cost you 250 bucks. I'm actually rounding it down to 250, you know, cause I'm a nice guy, but, but that's, but that's out there. Contact at one man If you are interested and whatever, in the meantime, I will continue. I'll leave this until Monday of next week. So this comes out on Wednesday. I'm leaving like a good five or six days, you know, until the, let's say until the next podcast. So I'm going to leave this for a solid week. If I have not heard anything or if no one's, no one's jumped on it by next week, then I'll start asking people again. But, but onesies have a one week uh, period where they can go, you know what, you know, a flight to Chicago is not that expensive or, you know, I'm only a couple hours away. I can drive there, whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. Just know that that offers on the table. So one last time, contact at one podcast.com and that will be, that's a thing. I am going to, I'm going to move on now to other stuff that has nothing to do with this last week. It's just little segments that I like. I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to read two emails first that I've been meaning to read for some time. Well, one of them I just got this week and the other one I reached out to the person because it's been a hot fucking minute since, since I, I got through, I meant to read their shit a long time ago and I didn't. So my buddy Ramsey, we used to work together back at TELUS, sent me an email, I guess this morning or last night, just saying, Hey Josh, heard you were performing in Toronto. So I grabbed a ticket to come see you. Let me know if you've got availability afterwards and we can grab a beer to catch up. Oh, the subject matter is coming to your show on Tuesday. See you soon, Ramsey. Ramsey, you bet I have time, buddy. I hope you're still listening to the podcast. I'm, I'm so glad you're coming out tonight. I'm really looking forward to catching up. So me and Ramrod, as I used to call him, 
are going to fucking hang out and, and catch up and, uh, and shoot the shit. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I appreciate the email. I appreciate him reaching out to be like, Hey man, you know, I think he has me on Facebook and stuff yet. I like that. He's, I like that he's using the podcast, you know, email. It makes it, it makes it nice that I'm like, yeah, it's, that's, that's how he knows to connect with me. And then another one, an email I got way back in the summertime, which I'm hoping that I remembered to, to read on the appropriate podcast, but I, I might not have. Oh, hold on. Is Laura, did I ever get a chance to do this on the podcast? Okay. So I've actually just received this email back that I didn't even know I got. Originally back in July, July 31st was like, Hey Josh, I absolutely love the Hampton Inn suites. I've never had a bad experience, bad experience listening from New Jersey. Cause I stayed in a Hampton in at the tail end there. And then I was like, Oh my God, thanks so much for reaching out. I hope you enjoyed. Please feel free to let me know your name and I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. But my guess is that I never recorded one early August came home to a, a ton of stuff, which I guess I'm going to have to write to you guys and, or, or sorry, I'm going to have to let you guys know when I record those episodes I said, my name is Laura. I started listening to you on YouTube. You were discussing how little information was out there on, on setting up a podcast. It was your first episode. I miss you on YouTube. And I think I responded just saying something. And then they said, oh, and I absolutely love your intro. Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. Is what it said. It said my sad attempt at humming your intro by email. It worked though. I said it worked so well. And so I just, I, I, I saw that, that post in my, in my things. And I was like, oh, it said, it said uh, the last email was like, Laura is the name by the way of New Jersey. So shout out Laura. And then I sent an email saying, Laura, did I ever get a chance to mention this? I felt like I did because I knew I was recording consistently when I was doing the Sheeran thing. And that would have been the, the thing with the Hampton Inns. So it also reminded me when I, when I did the Hampton Inn for Chicago, we're saying downtown Hampton Inn, just North of the park. That's the, for the Versey thing. And I was like, I remember. So I sent an email and I was just like, Laura, did I ever get a chance to do this on the podcast? I feel like I didn't. If not, I'll be sure to record it in this week's episode. I've been a bit behind, but I will be back on track this week. And then I, the, here's the response that I'm just finding right now is no, you didn't, but thank you for responding. I really enjoy listening to your stories. I wish you uh, a much better year than last. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Last year was tough. Last year was a tough one. So no ups and downs, which at the end of the day, as long as I'm constantly challenged and, and working on shit, I, I should be okay. So that's very sweet of you, Laura. I appreciate that. Thank you for, for reaching out and please keep listening to the podcast. I am excited gang. I'm excited again. I get to do a whole week of stand up. It is what time is it now? It's five 30, six o'clock. I usually start getting ready for the show so I can start wandering over around seven except the shows are a little, little later than the weekend. The weekend, there's like an eight o'clock Saturday show and an 8 PM Friday show. So I try to get there for around seven, seven fifteen, so I can be in the room when it fills up, but not really the case tonight. Not, not super necessary. And this, I feel like I've been talking a lot longer. It's only, only maybe to you guys, it feels like a nightmare, but it's only, only an hour and 40 at this point. But some of the new uh, segments that I'm enjoying as you know, just stuff that I like, there's a quote of the week and a, and a word of the week. All right. And I got, I got each one for you guys this week, plus a top five. So we're, we're swinging for the fences here. We're doing it all. However, I like an old man have realized just this moment that I have to pee. My body's like, Hey, you have to pee. And, and it's not like, yeah, you know what? Maybe in the next hour or so we'll pull over and, uh, and find a spot. Nope. I got to do it in the next five minutes, you know, because I'm old. So I'm going to hit pause. I'm going to do that. And then I can just Rather than sitting here shaking my legs and you guys will feel the anxiousness in my voice, I can just sit and uh, I can do those little segments with ease. I'll be right back, gang. Oh, 
night and day difference. Feels so good after, after an evacuation. All right, gang. Quote of the week. Quote of the week. This is one that I like. I like. I got a lot of quotes banging around in my uh, in my head, and you know, I don't always get to use them, and I certainly, you know, don't get to use them with the people who need them. You know, and there's no point in using them with the people who don't. But being able to just share some of my favorite quotes with you guys, I think is something I enjoy. And so speaking of Paul Verzi is this is actually, it's he, a lot of guys will be like, you know, this is not my quote, which is great, right? There's no, you know, take credit for something you didn't do. But a lot of quotes that I like, I did not hear from the original, you know, person, the original speaker, the original creator, but I hear them secondhand. And the problem too, is that there's a lot of quotes that are not from the person who is coined with them. Like there's a quote that I I have on an episode that I did. Well, that I'm going to (laughs) do it's, it's ahead of this one chronologically. So my, my, my onesies are going to, you know, the ones of those of you who are with me here, every single time I put one out, I appreciate you guys. You will have not heard it at this point, but people who are maybe learning about it later on will. And there's quotes that, that, that I remember hearing from the person and I remembered it, but I remember the first thing out of the mouth was, this is a quote that I love. It's not mine, but you know, and then boom. So Verzi has identified that this is not his, his at all. And, and probably half of you have already heard it before and you know, it's not his, but it's a quote that I love, which is failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And I, I do wholeheartedly believe in that. There's been lots of times where I had like no notes for a podcast or shitty notes and really nothing to talk about. And of course that episode ended up being ridiculously boring and, you know, just the way it is. There's, there's times where, you know, I'm like, I've got an important show and I don't, I don't prepare and go like, fuck, what joke should I do? What's this thing about? What would they like? What would they not have? You know, what are good segues? You know what I mean? Just, we all know in life, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. and. I guess it helps to remember that, or, or at least have something like that in your brain. That's succinct enough that, that just puts things into framing for you. This is not a quote, but it's, it's just, I guess, I guess it's like one of those little like anecdote or cliches or those stories or whatever, but it's so funny. Cause I was talking about how, how funny Niall was on stage. And then the other night, three, three of us were in the green room chatting comedy or whatever. And, and I think one of the comics was saying like, Hey, how do you like stay positive all the time? He's like, I've just, I've just decided that's what I'm doing. Like I have to, I have to stay. I've decided that's to stay like just unbelievably positive because that's it. And he goes, he's like, it's, you know, like you got like these two boats, right? And it's like, you know, you've one boat that has this and that in it, you know, and the other boat is just like, you know, like, it's like, he's like, it's like the metaphor of, blah. and he's going like, he started to go off on, on the thing. Like it wasn't super long. But I was like, he was saying like, you know, you can be positive, but the, the, neg- the negativity will just destroy you. And I go, he goes, cause you gotta just keep, keep going. Like you gotta keep, keep working, keep struggling. And I was like, it's like the, the mice, the two mice fall in a bucket of cream. And both of them looked at me like, what? And I was like, you've never, you've never heard that before. They're like, no, I'm like, it's famous. It's like the two mice fall in a bucket of cream. One mouse gives up right away and drowns. The other mouse struggles so hard, you know, keeps, keeps struggling so hard that he churned the, the cream into butter and walked right out. You know what I mean? So like, and I've even, there was even in a movie recently that I watched the movie wasn't necessarily recent, but I watched a movie recently where it was like over and over. It's the fucking, uh, it's, uh, Christopher Walken's character in catch me if you can with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. 
the the dad talks about the like sales or whatever. I struggle so hard. Churned the cream into butter. Walked right out. I was a terrible Christopher Walken. I know I can do better. The mouse. The cream. It's butter now. <laughs> Not how he says it at all. So yeah, I, I said that and they're like, wow, that's so much better. I'm like, yeah, well, it's, it's, I go, it's basically what you're talking about, these two canoes and whatever the fuck you're talking about. But essentially it's just like, yeah, you can be negative and give up and die or you struggle, 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 struggle till you succeed. But yeah, so cliches are sometimes cliches, quotes, things like that are really succinct ways. But, but in, especially in my, you know, in any kind of work environment, you know, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. So that's the quote of the week, gang. You know, I, I heard it. I heard that, that quote spoken from Paul Verzi on his podcast one time, but it's not his, he even said it wasn't. And you know, and it's not mine, but now it's all of ours, right? It's the quote of the week. It belongs to all of us. One last time, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. Oh yeah. And then this week's word of the week, word you hear spoken so much, uh, well, so much, a word that you hear spoken infinitely more than you heard, sorry. Yeah. Then you see written down to the point where, when I looked at it, when I saw it written, I didn't even know what it was. It, I, I didn't know it was that initially. I'm like facetious. And I was like, oh, facetious. Yes. The word of the week is facetious. And if you're like me, you don't really know what it means. You kind of know, but you don't really know. So the dictionary definition of facetious is treating serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor or being flippant. So I'm going to have usage examples. Examples. Facetious in a sentence Helena doesn't like Leo because he made a facetious remark at her wedding. Well, that's using the word. It doesn't really explain what it is. That's not, that's not, a, I guess this is an example of usage, but not like how it's used. So let's see, let's see if we can get a little bit more uh, examples of facetious in a sentence. Tom thinks he's being funny, but he's only being facetious and rude. She was a facetious person. Okay. So it's like you're like, my, my thoughts are, it's like a, it's like a poke on a prod. Like you're, you're, you're kind of, being funny, but you're also being kind of a dick. It's like being, I guess it's like a different form of sarcasm perhaps. So let's go back to just for fun. Cause I want to, I don't feel like I gave you guys what you really wanted. So let's go. What is facetious? Okay. And see if we can get somebody to give us something, something good. Treating serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor. So let's see. Miriam Webster, joking or jesting often inappropriately. So you're, 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 you're doing inappropriate jokes. Okay. Meaning to be humorous or funny, not serious. That's facetiously is facetious insulting. It is not inherently insulting to say that someone is being facetious, although it may imply dubious or ill-tempered attempts at wit or humor. The word comes from the Latin facia, meaning jest. What is the difference between facetious and sarcastic there? That might be helpful. Facetious may be defined as joking or jesting often inappropriately or not serious. Sarcastic, on the other hand, while still concerning, still concerned with humor tends to imply a more caustic or biting quality that is often intended to cause pain. So you can be facetious. So there you go. Another word that sounds like people use incorrectly because someone's like, oh, it's being facetious. It's like you were trying to joke inappropriately. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's the case. I think they were like, oh, I was being like, I think that they think if they're being like witty or tongue, it's like an attempt at wit that may, you know, may not land or whatever. I don't know. Do we, do we know what facetious means now more as a group guys? Do we, do we contact at one man podcast.com and tell me, 
Do we, was that, was that a good word? Also gang, I am willing to accept your quotes. I am willing to accept your words of the week. If there's a word you want to share, or you think I'm too stupid to know, throw it at me and I'll, uh, I'll definitely add it to the, uh, the, the pile. You know, if you send me one, I'll make that the next one, you know, why not? And I got a top five for you, a short one, because I am not, I'm, I'm running low on time and I want to get, I want to get ready. And I knew there'd be so much to talk about on this episode that uh, it wouldn't make sense for me to just take fucking forever to do with top five. Cause some of them you can really get myself chatting about anyways. So this top five is weird phobias slash superstitions that I've encountered. And I didn't have a ton to pull from because I haven't really encountered a lot of like weird superstitions, like let's say out of the norm. And I say superstitions, phobias, like, cause it's all just kind of like the same idea. Like, like people can be, there's whole shows like my, my strange addiction and, and stuff like that where you're like, okay, this person's got like a strange superstition or phobia or whatever it is. And there's a lot of strange phobias out there, but these are ones that like I've encountered and had someone like correct me on or whatever. So not correct me, but you know what I mean? Like bring to my attention and and make me act accordingly so that I'm not breaking their superstition or, or phobia or, or quirk. So some of these are mine and some of these are other people's. And I won't say who's when it's another person's, but I will say when it's me. Okay. And I thought that there's a couple things in here that remind me, like, you know, just, it goes in, in with me having a bad dream last night and a nightmare. They're actually, it's pretty, pretty in the same lane. So weird phobia slash superstitions I've encountered. Number five is I have a friend who cannot have an uneven number on the volume on a TV. So like, if we're watching TV, I'd like, I'd turn it down and it would be on seven. He's like, dude, you, you got to go up to eight or you got to go down to six. You can't have, I just can't have it. It can't, it can't be at seven, you know, it can't be an odd number. It has to be an even number. So like, sometimes I would just do it deliberately. Like, you know, I did go up to 11 when I wanted 10, you know what I mean? Just, and then just wait there. Like, I know they're watching the screen. If they're not watching, I guess they're, they don't know that. And I, I asked like, why? And they're like, I don't know. It just drives me crazy. I was like, okay, okay. So that's one guys having an uneven number. I don't know if it works the same on like a dial. If the dials number is uneven, like, I don't know if you can even see it. Right. But I guess if it's a digital thing and it's apparent, it's there. So that's, that's one. Number four, pillowcases having the opening, having, having the opening, I was, I was trying to figure out what to call it pointed inward. So when then that, this one's me. This one's me. So when you put your pillow in a pillowcase, you know how you have the opening on the pillowcase? I mean, you know, unless you've got like a zippered pillowcase, in which case it's kind of weird. You know, you zipper shams, but zipper on your own pillowcase. It's weird. It's strange. Although it wouldn't be terrible. How many times do you have to fucking get your pillow and pull it up and whatever? Anyways, when I was little in elementary school, our teacher said like, oh yeah, no, like it's a superstition. Like she said it and it got into my head. You know, if you have your pillowcase open, like the open side pointing you know, towards the outside of the bed, all your dreams spill out onto the floor, all your good dreams spill out into the floor and you only have nightmares. And when I was young, I used to have a lot of bad dreams, a lot of nightmares. So when I heard that, you know, I was little, when I heard it, I was like, Oh, so when I, when I go to bed, I, if, if I see it, I flip my, my pillow, like the pillowcase opening to the inside. Now that's not to say that I haven't slept. I haven't moved them in the middle of the night or whatever it is, especially as I get older, but yeah, I, I, I make sure that the pillowcases, the openings are pointed inward to the bed. 
so that they're, you know, so my, so my good dreams don't spill out. They spill out, they keep, they stay in the bed where I, where I am. So I have good dreams. I'm going to have to check and see which way the pillows are facing, right? Maybe I had bad dreams last night because I fucked my pillows up. You never know. Number three, being split by like a pole or an obstacle when you're walking as a couple. So if like a couple's walking and holding hands, I was dating someone that like, you know, we'd be walking and just the way the street was going is like, oh, there's like a, like a bike rack or something. And like, and then just like, okay, let's like, let go and walk around it, right? Each on our own side and then grab our hands again. This person was like, no, 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 you can't do that. That's like a bad omen for your relationship. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, you're letting things split you. Like it's, it was like a superstition. And so when I was dating that person, I would avoid, I would avoid walking you know, letting things split us. So I, I did that because their thing. Number two is blowing away on bridges. There was somebody I knew that, you know, if you were walking across a bridge, little, little or, or big, they would just, they would just have this thing. They're like, I need to be, you know, between you and the, and the, the, the fence or whatever, or the side of it or the, the barrier just because like being open to the traffic, it's like you're open to the wind. And you know, just when I was little, that someone told me, you know, like, oh, make sure you stay in there. It's probably trying to, someone trying to scare her to, to, you know, keep her away from traffic, right? Stay near the, the barricade, whatever. But it's like, oh, but if there isn't somebody, cause there's a lot of people who say like walk on the traffic side, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I've seen that in like dating apps where women are like, I want a guy who'll walk on the traffic side, which I guess means let them have the inner part of the sidewalk and you're taking the outer side you know, where the traffic is. So I've heard that one quite a bit before, but my guess is this is like a derivative of that where it's like, you know, somebody wanted her to, to walk on the inside. So it's like, oh, you can't, can't be on the outside or the wind will take you. You're so little, it'll take you and blow you away. And so now this person has a fear that like a gust of wind will happen rather crossing wind and it'll flip them over the bridge. Like not, not fly them away. Like I, at first I was like, what, what like fucking wizard of Oz, like you're going to fly away in the air, like a tornado hit. They're like, no, but it'll just like blow you, like it'll just blow you over the edge or whatever. So you need to be between somebody, whatever. So the wind, I was like, it's just, again, it's superstition. I, I, I can't, I can't raise my eyebrow at that when I'm like, you know, oh, my dreams are spilling out onto the floor. You know what I mean? And especially not with number one, which is mine again, the most like weird phobia slash superstition or whatever is werewolves. That's mine. That is mine. I am such, I have such an overactive imagination. Like I'm not, I'm not afraid of like real tangible things. Like I don't want to get fucking tied up on some dude's kill room table, whatever. Like I don't want that. I don't want to get murdered, but I'm not really like fearful that that's going to happen. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid of like getting shot or killed or anything like that. Like murderers, I'm not afraid of like criminals. Cause like, you know, like I get that it's real. I'm like, I, I recognize that it's dangerous and I, I act accordingly, but I'm not like, I don't walk down the street at night afraid I'm going to get murdered, but I definitely, definitely at times like this morning when I woke up, man, I was, I was oddly overactive imagination. I get fucking turn all the lights on in the condo and I'm like, just, just, I creep myself out, man. I got such an overactive imagination. I am, I am fearful of things that I know logically don't exist. And, and that I, 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 it's, it's so hard to explain, but, but anything like paranormal, anything like that, even though I don't generally believe in it, I, I still can creep myself out, especially when I'm alone. I can just get in my head like nobody's business, but for whatever reason, lycanthropes, which do not exist. If I'm walking home alone at night in a quiet spot and it's a full moon, 
that seed plants itself in my head. You know what I mean? I go, I, I do not want to walk, you know, I don't want to walk any, near any, any dark alleys where anything, not person, thing can hide and just jump out, grab me and drag me into the darkness, you know? And, and I'll be honest with you, that thought occupies me the most when I'm driving like, you know, on the highway and I have to pull over and pee by the side of the Rome, the Rome road, because I know I opened the door and, and I'll go stand by the, the, you know, my back to the car facing the, the trees, right. The brush where I can't fucking see anything. You know what I mean? There's no lights shining into that. And I'm just like, just the thought in my head is somebody's going to running out, grab me and fucking pull me in. And then just like that shot in a horror movie, it's just the car sitting there by itself with the hazards flashing the driver who, you know, is not coming back, you know? Oh, buzz, buzz. This is important. Nope. Just, just pop in from behind me, scare the shit out of me for a second. Anyways. So yeah, that is my, that is my number one irrational fear. Now this is not to say that if it's nighttime and I'm walking like, like I go 365 days without thinking this. But just, I don't have any other real superstitions. I don't believe in like, you know, I don't believe in vampires or any of those other like fictitious Hollywood. Like if you think the universal monsters, right? Like Dracula, nope. The wolf, uh, the Wolfman, like that's the one that, that, that for somehow lives rent free in my, my fucking stupid overactive imagination, right? I'm not mummies and, and Frankenstein monsters and, and, and creatures from the black lagoon. None of that stuff yet for whatever reason. And it's not even just a full moon on the side of the road, just nighttime. You know what I mean? Which is funny because in my dream, like I said, there was a bunch of things happening during the daytime and I'm like, oh, that's not how it works. <laughs> At least not in lore, except if you go by the twilight shit where there is no like full moon bullshit, they just change from wolf to not, but then they're just giant wolves. They're like, I'm a werewolf. You're like, you're a big wolf. I like, I like the, I think I even, all. I think I may have even already done my top five, like werewolf movies but i i like werewolf movies you gotta watch like 10 bad ones for every good one you get but if i haven't already i'm just gonna throw out some quick rapid fire guys american werewolf in london you gotta watch howl on prime was a good one the wolfman with benicio del toro like they did like a remake of the universal one fuck it was great what are some other good ones i think like silver bullet wasn't half bad it's like a Stephen King short story or screenplay. It's it's not half bad. There's like you, you, there are the odd decent ones where you're like that was that was a good good werewolf movie. But even the Tales from the Crypt episode, the 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 secret I believe is what it was called. I just I think guys like yeah I, I I've explained it enough. You got to check out. You got to check that one out, man. The American Werewolf one one of the scariest fucking things I've ever seen in my life, and. And certainly at a young age, that one got in my head, definitely got in my head. When you watch the movie, you might be like, ah, I get it. I get it. But that's, uh, that's my top five list guys. Top five weird phobias slash superstitions or, or slash fears, irrational fears. That's me coming up this week, gang. I'm headlining absolute comedy Toronto until January 14th. So you're going to hear this hopefully on Wednesday. It gives you plenty of time to get to absolute comedy to see me absolutecomedy.ca to make reservations or you can call 416-486-7700 to make reservations would love to see you guys would absolutely love to see you. and like i said you get a free can of founders just for showing up that's not too uh, not too shabby on friday my bonus episode with Ephemios nasiopoulos is coming out so you guys can enjoy that that'll be on friday so you know keep uh 
keep a lookout on your phone for notifications. If you don't have notifications, just check it on, on, on Friday. One thing I will say, excuse me, about American Wolf in London was a great movie, but all of the music in it, like is all moon related, which I thought was super cool. Uh, the, the opening song that's playing when they're doing the, the, the opening credits is like blue moon, blue moon. You saw me standing alone. That one, you know, sex scene, they got moon dance playing by Van Morrison. You know, the, the big montage scene prior to, to transformation, they've got Creedence Clearwater revivals, bad moon rising. I see a bad moon rising. It was just kind of cool. All the music, all the, all the songs in it have moon in them from American, like they might not all, but it was great movie. Great fucking movie. So yeah, that's what I'm doing this week. I'm just going to plug that I will be doing another episode of Code Names Live. Not a competition. I'm just, this is just a guest on the show. That'll be on January 22nd. It's a Monday. You can check that out at twitch.tv slash nerd incorrect. And then, yeah, like I said, if you're looking to, to grab the open spot that we have for the Paul Verzi taping, contact at onemanpodcast.com. It'll cost you 250 bucks Canadian for your ticket to the, uh, the show and for your accommodations. So, you know, let me know. And I, I know that might sound weird. I was like, what? I don't want to, I'm going to fucking hang out. I don't know you when I just fucking show up. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Sometimes life is all about exciting things, you know, taking a chance, doing something that you thought was, was weird, you know? And as I mentioned, I'll wait till next week's episode, episode 350, by the way, very interesting number, 350 in terms of like, just, you know, Hey, we're, we're 50 more episodes. We're a year. That means like, like around Christmas of this year, we'll hit episode number 400, you know, assuming my heart doesn't explode or something beforehand. But, you know, again, one, one more shout out to those guys, Adam and Mike, who are kind enough to help me not have a heart attack today, carrying all those cases down the street, through the snow, the slippery snow and down the slippery stairs. Shout out again to Kirby for being a, a nice audience member and reaching out. Thank you so much. Shout out to the absolute staff. Can't wait to see them again this week. That's it, gang. I, uh, I appreciate you guys being here with me. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon.